0: You are all weirdos. Weird Science is the revolution. Weird Science is the revolution.
1: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Weird Science Marvel Comics Podcast, Episode 7, Legacy, numbering 507. I'm here with my man, Matt, to kick things off. What up, Matt? What up, Jim? What up? And we have a bunch of books. Me and you have a trio of things, we have a couple ones that are a little bit boring in my mind. <laughs> things that just started that we were actually pretty excited about, and then we have one that you like a little more than me. I just don't like the the lay of the land. I actually do end up convincing you that the lay mm-hmm. of the land and the timing of it was a little off. It's but off. Yeah, it's one of those things where I think that people will probably be divided on that. I'm being a little mysterious about our books here, and then I'll be joined by the likes of Jason and Gray and Zach to talk some other things as well. But before we head off into these books, let me remind everybody that you can get extra bonus uh, exclusive podcasts by going over to our Patreon, patreon.com weirdscience And we did start our weekly spotlight last week. I'm going to pull that back just this week to have all of the books that we're talking about on the podcast, but will then once again start fully on the Patreon-only spotlight. And if you're not aware of what that is, two books each week will be exclusive on the Patreon in a bit of a spotlight podcast there. And they are picked by the badasses of the Get Fresh crew, which are the top levels of the Patreon. If you're new to the podcast, you'll kind of catch on on that deal. But we're going to kick off with, as I said, some books that, I don't know, I I really was looking (laughs) forward to more of this Captain America. And when you get into this book, it feels like we're kind of in a rut after two issues. It's kind of an odd deal. I'll give the credits and then we'll kick into it. Captain America, number two, taking aim. Uh, I, I even wrote that. And I'm like, what are, you, what are you doing here? Written by J. Michael Straczynski, <laughs> art by Jesus Saez, colors by Matt Hollinsworth, letters by VC's Joe Kiermania. I'll say right away, I, I think that Jesus Saez is, is a decent enough artist. For me, somehow, it, it, it doesn't excite me, the art. It kind of seems a little bland at points, but it might be that there's not I, much going on. I, I just, I, well, how about you?
0: I think it's more the color. That's it might off, be because it's muted out too. The colors, yeah, the flesh tones and stuff. It's weird.
1: The problem, and I, I get it. What you're, what they're playing here, they have a bunch of time frames. You have yeah, timelines. You have the distant one, 1938, New York, the U.S. is unfortunately going to be headed off into World War II. But at this point, the Nazis are doing their thing. We have that, and they want to make it a little muted, even there. Because it's a, oh, that's old timey, like a little sepia little oh uh, but again, it just doesn't pop. I want something to pop. And then you get the the modern stuff in the current deal, and that's Steve, you know, doing some housework and fixing things and then going off with Spider Man. And then you also have like a year before, as we're leading to, with this villain, That's kind of this mysterious guy, Mr. Lane, who we already saw in the first issue. He's possessed or at least the vessel for a demon. You have all this. But really, in this, usually, you'll have people who oh, I I read this book. You go through three timelines, and I really like that one, but I don't really like any of these yet. I'm kind of, like I said, I'm kind of bored. Obviously, the villain part might be intriguing to see what he's all about, but at this point, he just it kind of feels like an a-hole to me, and I just need to get to the current. Like, when his timeline catches up, then maybe that'll be the deal. But what I get out of this whole deal, and you can tell me if you think any different. I learned okay. one big thing. Captain <laughs> America, Steve, you know what I'm going to say.
0: Steve Rogers, he hates them Nazis. That that we know this, like we we figured it out from this issue. We did we we didn't know that going into this. No way.
1: No, it's like that. It's like I end up where somebody <laughs> says, "Oh, what's going on in that new Captain America?" Get this, you're not going to believe. It. Steve Rogers. What he hates nuts. What'd you say? No way. <laughs> well, we were wondering if he was going to eat that sandwich at the whole Bund You know, deal. They're having that American Bund meeting rally i guess it is there and i guess he ate the sandwich like i don't think he threw it down he doesn't have it anymore but what you are doing here is what i thought could be steve like realizing man this stuff doesn't sound right i I think these nazis might not be on the up and up but he's already fully i mean he is actually one of the more educated people I think, in New York City at this point, where he even starts bringing up the concentration camps, things like that. At that point, kind of hidden by the Nazis, but he's right on with it. Yeah, he
0: knows a lot for a 16-year-old kid, and all these adults don't know anything.
1: And And you did have him talking with Arnie in the first issue, and, hey, I don't trust those Nazis. And at this point, remember, the Nazis had just signed that treaty with the rest of Europe. We won't do anything else. Hey, we got a little greedy, but we're going to stop. We know that that won't happen. But at this point, that's what allows, say, even this American Bund deal. And you did have it. Me and you talked about it last issue. Mm-hmm. The idea where we were looking at pictures where you just see Nazis just parading down streets in New Jersey and things. So it's, you know, accurate in that way. But Steve in this, you end up having... J. Michael Straczynski, I get it. You want to have Steve be that beacon of hope. You want to have him be Captain America even before he's Captain America. But I don't know him stepping up and pretty much challenging what could possibly be 150 people. And the (laughs) idea that he actually walks away from this is actually a shocker because I don't know that he, he ends up saying, oh, you should see those guys in what looks like a Stan Lee cameo. Like we're in of uh, the movies there, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I think these guys would have done a little more than just kind of bloody up his nose. I mean, nose.
0: He's, he's he's pretty messed up. His shirt's torn and he's got a bloody nose. So
1: I'd love to see like they don't show the fight. I'd love to see it. it's like, hey, Fritz, grab that shirt, rip. Hey, put it in the face, but he he goes <laughs> and he storms away in the deal of and again. But I guess you can say, oh, that's cool, but it, it's Steve hates Nazis. We, we kind of know that, and in this point. What are we doing in a book? Is this really for people who just have no clue? And go, well, that's fine if that's the case. But if we're going to just sit here in half of the book through this series for how many issues of just saying, oh, guess what? He still hates Nazis. Oh, my God. Super. Solid. I think that we know that I, it's just not that it's bad, but it's, it's something that we already know. And I think it's kind of feels like redundant info right now and and the big thing is steve wasn't even gonna fight until they mentioned his mom and then you know that whole thing now
0: now we know that he he hates nazis two years earlier than we thought yeah but
1: again like (laughs) i it the shock i mean you really want to shock people you go back and before people knew too much you have steve say i don't know they seem kinda of cool. Like then people would have lost their minds. But yeah. you have
0: this, so we're staying away from that with the Hydra cap stuff. We don't we don't we don't need to be sympathetic.
1: Even though with that, Spider Man <laughs> later, like a real jerk, throws the Hydra out there. Like what he are you does. doing? Like Peter yeah. is a, a real prick. But you end up there and you go to this one year ago deal and this is setting up this Mr. Lane, this whole play. We said we saw him in the first issue. He ended up getting to be a possessed vessel Of this demon and so you see You know he's up to no good and again In this deal it's kind of like hey by the Way let's remind you that he's no good Kind of a funny play where they Build this facility in A private island again one of these Sus guys with his own island and You end up where hey you got a tennis court we have This we're gonna have this whole work thing We're going with and He ends up talking to this contractor, whatever this guy is, and says, (laughs) okay, you'll, he's like, I want to get paid. Oh, you'll get what you got coming to you. And he even says, and this issue does feel like it's playing off almost being a movie. Like, it's kind of like a weird, and he's like, I've seen movies every time that said the guy gets killed. And never gets the money. He's like, oh no, I wired it to you already. And he looks at his phone. Oh crap. He's like, okay, oh, that thanks. checks out. Yeah. yeah gets good. on the boat and the boat explodes. Two seconds later, <laughs> I'm like, that's pretty funny. I mean that was actually pretty good. And in that, the funny play is after I I don't look at the guy, it's it's odd, but I, I look at him as more kind of having a sense of humor than being full out evil, because that actually he could have killed this guy at any time. And then I don't know if anybody else thought of it. Does he get the money back then, or does he just not care?
0: I think the money's gone. He says every, everything's expendable. Yeah, yeah. He isn't care. that
1: weird? He did that only for that joke. That's it. That's yeah. why he did that. So the guy would actually get in the boat to blow up. So crazy. He and he just
0: shot him in the head and pushed him into the water.
1: It's not like he's there and there's a bunch of innocent people around that he doesn't want anybody to see. He did he's it for the there joke. With this lady, it's the joke. Yep, he didn't even laugh. He's just like very dry humor. Or wet humor where that boat ended up blowing up. It was, I <laughs> laughed. Also, I looked and it, it was funny. I swear to God, when I first saw it, I thought, why is there a car tire flying off that there are those? Things? It's just the art. It may the engine, but yeah, the whole deal just blows up. So then we go then back to the past, back to the thirties and it's Steve getting his room we found out that this guy had the room, $10 deal, he had to get the money, all that. So he gets there and it's a supply closet, but it says supply room and you get a little jokey here where he says to the landlord, this is a closet. The landlord said, obviously it isn't because it says room on the placard, supply room. And he's, you know, he's kind of a jerk about this. And then Mm -hmm. you even have the, I like the idea that Steve is there in the supply room because it's empty because this guy is doing no repairs, nothing. This lady comes down and <laughs> says, bad. hey, the bathroom, our toilet doesn't work. You're going to fix it? No. She thinks Steve might be the new janitor. And then she's like, what? You're living in that closet? And he's like, no, it says room. was okay. That's kind yeah. of a funny play. But she starts talking. They're going on. We know that Steve's a great guy, so he's going to help anyone. He does mention that he's done a little plumbing if you know what I mean. And then she (laughs) says, how old are you? And he's like, oh, I'm 16. And this should have been the point where she says something like, oh, I could be your mother or, oh, it's a shame, something. Because as they go, he says, I might be 16, but don't worry. I know how to do the jiggly handle thing, meaning fixing the toilet. And she says, I have no doubt. And somebody might be arrested soon. Uh, it it yep. gets really, like, a little odd.
0: Yeah, she was holding on to that hand a little too long, I think.
1: What? And the play is she asks him how old <laughs> and then goes, like, it would have been one thing of her, like, oh, you know, smooching, How old are you? But now she seems very sexed up. Later, I thought she was inviting him up for a good time. Like, come up and sing us Oh yeah, time. After like,
0: they drop that stuff on him, yeah.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. She says for a meal... That might be code. I don't Hmm. know 1930s sexual tension code, but it sounded like that to me. But yeah, (laughs) then then you go to the current timeline, and it's Steve doing renovations on the building. Handyman, Steve. Yeah, yeah, it's he's doing tile. And here's the here's the play. It works out in a good progression of Steve saying, "My mom couldn't afford a lot of things, so I learned how to do plumbing and a lot of things like that." To then go show Steven the current deal doing some fixer up or some plumbing. But it's, that's not what I'm here for. Like the idea that I'm not here for this old house. I'm here for, you know, Cap. I already know that he hates Nazis. We get that. And now we're seeing a bunch of things about doing repairs, fixing things up. And the pacing of this second issue is way, way slow. It is yeah. so slow. It was, a, it was a slug. This was one of those issues where. As I'm reading it and also the time jumps do this as well, where I thought I was almost done and I was on page 12. I like some of the things. It just was slow. You get this, uh, Korean fella that ends up working with Steve. Steve has, you know, hired him because he was homeless. That him and his wife and kid are living in a van down by the river, probably. And then you end <laughs> up where he even says, Hey, you can live here, and I, I like this guy enough. We don't know too much about him, but uh, even him saying, "Hey, my dad taught me like it really plays into everything that's going on. Some of the stuff in this is not so subtle. You and me, and you were talking before. there's a lot of kind of getting the connection with the the Jews and the Nazis to nowadays with immigrants and mm-hmm. things like that. They're kind of trying to tie that into it, but also in a more personal deal. You end up having this guy, he learned how to do all these plumbing and all the things. He's like a handyman himself, learned from his dad, who was North Korean. They ended up having it. all that really works into this, but again, it's not subtle, and i I just want something more so
0: yeah, I mean it's not a to me it's a hey, you go to sleep, you live in the empty apartment, I'll pay you a little bit of money, and I got a guy doing construction for free basically, so it's it's a win-win for Cap.
1: I get the guy then he says like, yeah, I to like it's always the wife that causes problems in, in, yeah. in my whole deal, right? <laughs> she's in the other room she's going to kill me." But <laughs> he ends up like, "The idea, you're doing work for me, I will pay you." And then on that, you rent the apartment and when you get enough, you start paying. Yeah. That doesn't seem like that bad a thing. That no. doesn't seem Sign like charity, up. right? No, it's not Oh, uh, my wife will think it's charity. I'm like no, your wife better think that you, you, get, you got a kid. At least you ask the kid, you like living yeah. in the van or Down you want to live in an apartment? I think yeah. the kid might go for an apartment. Uh-huh. Just do it, right? It's crazy. But I think that in this editorial or JMS himself, oh, man, I got to do some action. You can't just have, hey, we're there at a rally. Hey, we're fixing the bathroom. Because at the one point, it's, it's just Steve putting tiles up in, in a bathroom. So Mm -hmm. the action part is, oh, Spidey's up. Spidey shows up very odd, too, because at one point it seems like the handyman guy was there and might have seen Spider-Man and got the hell out of there. But (laughs) he's like on the roof. I don't know why he just doesn't walk in. It's weird. But he ends up where he needs Cap's help. And since Cap's in the neighborhood, he needs him to hang with him because he has heard from Felicia from Black Cat. That the Sinister Six is looking to kill him. They've all gathered. They're going to kill him. Can he come with me? You have my back. Okay, we're going to get some action out of this. They get to where this warehouse is supposed to be, where all this is going down. And the Sinister Six, they never show.
0: I was hoping they would. I wanted to see that. At
1: least have something. Even if you had it like a funny deal where Spidey does nothing and Caps beating the crowd (laughs) of everybody. And Spidey, like I thought when the phone rang, that's when the Sinister Six was going to show up, and Cap would have to beat them all up while In Spidey's background. taking a call. Yeah. But it's Felicia saying, oh, it's off. Doc Ock's niece came into town and showing them around. I'm like, that's it. It just yeah. ends. Cap just leaves. And then you get a little, you know, jokey thing with Spidey.
0: Like, so you didn't get anything. Yeah, Cap doesn't even say goodbye. He just leaves. No, he's, he's pissed so at mad. one
1: point. I mean, even then, when you have this whole play where – you're going through. This is the joke we said too, where Spidey's like, "Come on, you live in the neighborhood now. Pretty, pretty pleased. Pretty pleased with Hydra on top." Yeah, I mean, right there, and you look, look at that. I'm, I'm punching Spidey right in the face. Uh, I'm gonna, like, really? That's what you want? <laughs> sure. But you have all that going. Now we're going to jump quickly to ten months ago to the evil villain Lane, who has a kind of a bunch. And you see the lady who was with him. Even they have a bunch of coders. They're doing code online, but the code is with magical runes and symbols. This one guy's like, this doesn't make sense. This guy's like,
0: he's like freaking out that he doesn't yeah, know he's what Yeah, he's freaking out.
1: He's not going to accept just a paycheck like, like me and you <laughs> might have. And he's like, these are shadow equations. This doesn't make sense. Beep-a-boop. Suddenly, he just walks and jumps off of the balcony and kills himself because evil. Because of demonic stuff. That was stuff. a weird page.
0: It was. A it weird was.
1: Page. It's very odd. And What this does then set up later, where Lane starts to recruit some other people, but actually says that what he's into is a combo of science and magic. There you go. You got magical coding. Then we go back to the Nazis, and there's Steve. The Nazis are having a parade like the pictures we saw legit. And Steve's just yelling at him, Keep smiling like that, you Nazi jerks. You know, (laughs) you're going to not be smiling later when you lose. Another weird page. Yeah, I'm like again, Steve hates Nazis. Then we go. This actually, this is kind of funny too—not funny, but you end up having Baron Strucker meet with Baron Zemo. Yeah, where that was there's funny. this. Yeah, behind the scenes deal of going and trying to, you know, get the Nazi stuff going and trying to get this evil stuff. And this is where you end up getting this almost like you know a lesson, almost like you know the JMS saying, "This is how things happen." What they say is what we do Is you pick a group That really can't fight back But convince people that they can But really they can't And so yep. you say they're the evil ones We have to stop them So you can easily stop them But when you do, you look like heroes And yep. basically that's the deal That's what the Nazis did with the Jewish people That's what a lot of people do Through all of time So they're setting that up But again, that it's, it's kind of I, I don't want to say neat because of what it is, but Baron Zemo and Baron Strucker And like, man, two Barons and one, uh, Okay, but really You're just, again, being almost taught a lesson It felt like yeah, was It this... felt a
0: little like too expositional, like they're just going Into too much detail, it's not conversational it's... Yeah,
1: I think that this whole issue Ends up feeling a lot like Hey, I want to tell you how bad People were, to then Remind you that they're still bad And it just felt like It was like a after school Kind of special Like, actually, what it reminds you, remember in the the movies when you'd have those PSAs with with Captain America, where you come in and everybody, you should do your exercise and listen to your gym. It almost feels like that's what this is, a PSA about. You should stop the hate.
0: Hey, well, sometimes people need to be reminded, so. (laughs) Maybe.
1: Maybe. Well, then you go and get this. The Nazis, they don't like the Jews, and and you're not going to, Steve doesn't like Nazis, because then the Nazis end up after. Steve gets from his father's friend, he gets his father's medals from World War One. he hangs those up. He's got, it, like, there's nothing in this room, it's just, so at least he has some swag there, right? He's yep. got that, and then he looks out, and Nazis have gotten a rabbi or two, rab- they got them cornered, they're going to beat him up, Steve runs down. Uh, see, this part I like, like, mm-hmm. this part is, you know, Steve. In the middle of a rally, I don't know. Maybe just you know, he doesn't care. I'll say, but I mean, this is his, his backyard. Literally, it's happening. So, and he can't just let that go. So no. he goes down and says, "Hey, you, you gotta." And these, <laughs> the worst is, these guys seem like the same guys again. Yeah, they are. Like, yeah, y- are you tired to get your ass kicked? And he's like, I don't know. Let's see. Okay, and they're about to fight. Steve might die here, along with with the Jewish guys, but. You end up the girls in the apartment. I will say that, besides Steve, it looks like there's only maybe single ladies <laughs> in this deal, so it's pretty cool. They mm-hmm. end up because the toilets again, things were set up. Yeah, they might they been just been cra- peeing in They might be here. peeing and crapping in buckets. It's, it's you pretty, know, it's pretty not disgusting. A visual, no. but you get that deal. But yes, they they've been they've been going to the bathroom in buckets. And now they end up throwing it down on the Nazis. Thank God their aim is true because at that point Steve's the, down there. the Jewish guys and Steve are right there, but they- I guess they realize and then at one point, I'm so much of an
0: idiot for some reason, I thought that that was boiling oil at first. I'm like, oh yeah, I thought I thought it was. I thought it was gasoline, and the next page was going to be them dropping a match down. Yeah,
1: on. I thought they were killing them. I, yeah, I thought it. I thought it was burning hot oil because the
0: color is a little off for urine. So, and, and and you know, so I'm looking there. It's
1: like it looks like you know. I don't see peanuts. Don't
0: it's the look you disgust. get right before you get set on fire and die. It looks like yeah. so.
1: Yeah, I don't. I don't see a lot of chunk in there, but no. <laughs> they get it, and they're like, "Oh, I like." Just to point out, too, they get it there, and the one guy who gets doused in crap water and piss suddenly really looks like Hitler. Like, they really want to, like, God, like, oh, okay. So these mm-hmm. guys are like, I like where they're like, what is it? It smells bad. Well, now you smell like you're the inside. Get the hell out of here. But these Nazis are like, I'm going to get you, you little crumb bum. So they're on to, to steam. And really getting crap water thrown at you would piss you off. So... They're there, and everybody's like, oh, and the girls are impressed mm-hmm. because Steve did stick up for it. And one girl is Tiffany, we we had found out. It's like, hey, thanks, Tiffany. No problem. Like, hey there, big boy. <laughs> this is they're, like, they're like hanging out on the deal, like Streetcar Name Desire. the Hey, you want to come on upstairs for what we like to call a sandwich? And he's like, I'll yeah. be up there in a second. Two seconds, right. I'll be right yeah. there. Yeah, really. He's like, I'll be up there in a second. I'll be back down in 10 seconds. It's like, (laughs) I'm a young guy. I don't have much practice. But then at the end, you do have where this Lane guy, he's now he's going around recruiting people. And he's going to recruit a serial killer that seriously does. I'm going to bring. He has the name of one of the 50 during the Civil War deal. It was Canasta. And I don't know that this is him and that he was a serial killer. I don't have much of a background. Of that, but this guy just seems like a really Bad guy who likes to kill people So Lane gives him that deal You like to kill people? I'll allow That, I'll even give you powers To do it even better, he's not Dumb, what do you want? And Lane Says, look in, look in the mirror here, look In this reflection, oh you're a demon You want my soul? Nah, you Could have your soul, I just, I need somebody To go, because there's these things I like that this guy, first off, he comes Back and he's a mechanic, he's just Fixed a car off hours, but in his lunch, like he likes to eat guns. I I got from because he's just got a gun in his lunch. (laughs) He opens it up like he's gonna shoot this guy, but he he says, "Listen, there's these." (laughs) It's weird. (laughs) He's like gun in his lunchbox. (laughs) So maybe he really was a. I I don't know, but this Lane says that throughout time there are these nexus points of hope where when you go he goes into this thing that gets a little bit confusing it didn't really hit as good as i thought they thought it might the idea of hey when somebody's assassinated it's usually the good people not the bad people do you ever notice that and like all right I, I think that it's the way that it's framed when you do that but still he says there's these nexus of helps there was one before there's all over the place we have to stop them and now it looks like there is like in his stuck in the craw is Steve Rogers, Captain America, who seems to be always a nexus of hope and things like that. And yeah. I'm going to have you kill a bunch of people, including him. So, OK, we set up the deal that you know, it's not that interesting, but I guess it'll give us some action. I just need Steve to do something. I don't really need to have a full thing. I know that he doesn't like the Nazis. I know that the Nazis weren't great people. I, that, you know, you could have that left. La- you could have a page or so, but it's it overwhelms it at points. But then I just went in the present for Steve to, to do something, not go to a supposed, uh, we're going to kill Spider Man, but then you get a joke that it doesn't happen. So I, I just, I thought that this was a bit of a slog. How about you?
0: Yeah. I, I, hopefully they start phasing out some of the old timey stuff and concentrate more. I mean, I understand why he's doing it, because it's something different that's never been done before. But, yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd give this one a, a flat seven, just because it's... Yeah, I'm a you know. six. I'm a little lower than you, just for how much I was looking forward to this.
1: And this was just a bit boring. It just was a bit yeah, boring. Maybe once this villain starts to, you know, go, I mean, I don't know. It just doesn't intrigue me when he just starts saying about, I've combined science and magic, and I'm doing magic coding. I I have to get more... Than just that but we'll see We'll see how it goes Uh And it just says uh, Misty Nights And next issue and I hope it's not Just the present because You do have to have that evil Timeline deal still has Months to catch up to the present So I hope that we just don't get guest star of the month until that happens i just want to get there and yeah go. i mean, spider Man's like on the Nine.
0: cover which is kind of misleading i mean it, j-, j michael straczynski did a long run on spider-man so maybe he had something to do with that
1: but it's odd that they did have that and it's not really anything in the issue really yeah. he's in it but not really much so we'll see but we'll move on to the next book which again me and you have been liking immortal thor and this is issue number three and this kind of it, it Ends up where once I started thinking about it, I liked it a little more, but mm-hmm. it still was a slog to get through. You still, again, having another issue where people are and just people, just really one person. And then Loki mixed in just standing around and thinking to themselves, which we will bring that up. You pointed something up to me, but the credits are Mortal Thor number three, the riddle of Rod Hell. I just want to say (laughs) radio, and I I believe uh, that's a Rush song in some dimensions. Al Ewing, the writer, Martin Coquello, art, Matthew Wilson on colors, and V.C.'s Joe Sabino, letters. I hate that Al Ewing always has the credits in the back, Yeah, but I do like the art in this. I like the art. It's also kind of a – it's not exactly popping the colors, but it's very colorful, so I don't mind that. The cover looks great, too. So you end up where – Loki said to Thor last issue, after the big fight with Tyrannos, Loki needs to do the all sleep, and he's worried because he needs somebody to protect him. Loki ends up saying to Thor, hey, listen, do you trust me as a brother? Do you trust me as a you know family member? Do you trust me as and as God? All that stuff. To then say, do you trust me as an enemy? And Thor's like, whatever. Like, I, I would have just agreed to anything. But then he ends up getting teleported, transported to what? Could be another dimension. It seems like it's an alien planet, what Loki says later, and even Thor does. But he's stuck here and he's got to figure his way out. So Loki has set up a bit of a trial. And that's it, it, just keeps going. It just keeps having Loki show up and say, Hey, have you figured it out yet? No, hey, well, use what's in that helmet. And then disappears <laughs> again. And I said, that, Yeah, that's a full. And at, at points at the beginning, Thor, and I. What I do like about it, you do end up, and you pointed out because I did. I'm a dummy, so when he ends up falling asleep on this planet, yeah. asteroid, whatever it is, when he does wake up, he's got a full beard, so he has gone through the all sleep. He's worried that while that happened, Tyrannos has now just run rampant and run, you know, rough shot through his, you know, Earth and Midgard, all that stuff. So he's worried, but he's got to get out of here. And he does try, like, the brute ways of doing it at first, like, you know, the standard. He's going to get Mjolnir to get him out of there. It doesn't work.
0: Yeah, make a portal, fly away.
1: None of that is working. And then Loki will pop in and say, oh, man, you dummy. I told you, you got to figure <laughs> this out. Really? And the funny play is Loki, the trickster, also going with the idea that this was supposed to be the storytelling version, which is more of the trickster again, yep. but... I swear to God, at the beginning, when I'm going through this once again, Loki shows up and says, look, look at my staff, Thor. Pretty cool. Look at the Thor just doesn't get it. He's <laughs> just like, huh, I don't like what's going on here. But really, Loki <laughs> is, is trying to trick Thor into making a new weapon because he'll need that weapon to make a staff to get out of there. But it takes Thor a bit to go. But you brought up. The idea that there's legit thought bubbles in Mm -hmm. this issue. You don't see that much. And it's one of those things that some people don't even realize, you know, that play where I've seen people like I think it was Ed Brubaker who likes thought bubbles at one point. I believe it was him. And if it wasn't, forgive me. But he ended up saying that when he ended up writing a script with them, he was told, get rid of those because you look like an idiot using them. I, I like them. I actually yeah. enjoy thought bubbles. I, I really like it when people are, tra- because in this, and I said, a lot of this is just Thor standing by himself. You might not have needed thought bubbles, but I kind of have this at one point I even thought was he's saying that like there's limited audience. Now it's just that he does it, but he does use someone Loki's there, which I do like, like that's when I like when it's crap talk, where he's saying, but, He ends up trying to figure this out. I do like at points in this, he does reference the idea of him being unworthy at points. Also referencing Odin in the hammer. He says that because he says that at points, this is when the hammer would grow heavy or I'd hear my dad's voice yelling at me through it. But here I am, I'm just here. I got to get out of here. And so he starts trying to figure out loki's riddles loki keeps popping in saying things and he he realizes at one point that everything loki's saying is a bit of a clue so he decides to make this axe he makes the axe he gets this going but the axe isn't what's going to get him out he has to also make this uh staff that yep. is the you know almost the replica of loki's deal in the meantime he also shaves with the axe <laughs> Which you were upset because you said you like the beard more. I like I the bearded do. version. Or half beard, maybe. <laughs> it is funny. He he doesn't have the full axe made at this point. He just has the blade. So he's just yeah. got this huge axe blade. and he's, he's shaven. But he does then say, this will allow me to count how long I do. Like if he's stuck here, he'll know then, oh, I've been this long because my beard's back, whatever. doesn't really play him, but it's kind of a cool way to reference what happened at the beginning to give you that loki comes popping in screaming no brother don't do it don't kill yourself thinks that and then says what you really should do is kill yourself it, it's very odd the way He's got that, that, that it plays big out blade
0: up to his neck though i mean can you imagine shaving with that thing i mean that's you would be dead whether you want to be or not like when people come, like try to figure out
1: how superman could shave and they yeah. have that idea a lot of times he uses a reflection of the heat vision that Saps back and does it there's a lot mm-hmm. of other deals but i do like where loki pops in and just sees thor with this huge blade to his <laughs> neck and like oh no don't do it don't do it you can't do it and then you end up where thor freaks out and throws the hammer throws Mjolnir at loki to, to behead her and then ends up loki turns into butterflies comes back and this says, oh you know what you should do kill yourself i'm like what are you doing loki but going on and on with this and says you know you could die you'll go to actually is this weird play it's it might be true it says if you kill yourself the valkyries they'll come and take you to valhalla yep and you know you'll find a way out of there you've been there you, you'll get out he's like i'm not doing it. I'm not mm-hmm. going to do that seems like a lot of work yeah he tries then to destroy the staff he ends up hitting the staff with mjolnir and it does shatter making the idea of if i'm going to be stuck here You're stuck here with me Maybe that's the, you know a different way to get out And then you're going to have to let us both out But then the staff just comes back Like he says, it's not that easy Ha ha ha, I'm out of here And and then just again, like just goes And then Thor is upset He starts thinking, okay, you say this about this And I'm going to write runes in here I'm going to do this Suddenly then, he ends up And he fully makes this axe though then Loki comes back again and demands to be the All-Father, which then Thor says, no Loki would ever want that. So now I get it, boom, 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 ends up making the staff, and now it gets out. It just ends up, It's it's a bit of a slog getting through. It's kind of yeah. funny at points, but it's just... It's just exposition. Yeah, because you had to have
0: him go somewhere to do the sleep and then make it challenging to get off for some reason, and now we're just back to where we were.
1: And it works out okay, because when he does then, he made the the rune stuff, he hits it, he goes back to the moon with Loki, and time hasn't passed. So really, that Loki then says, I needed you to make that weapon, meaning the axe, I guess, and the axe is called Tormod, really bad name. Yep. but says you need. But really, the really cool play of this was that when Thor comes back, no time is passed at all. He was at that other place, so he was able to do the all sleep for however long that took. No fuss, no muss. That that's really, to me, really what Loki helped them do. Yep. Nobody end up. Tyrannos is still off away. Didn't have a chance to come back do anything because the all sleep. It would have been long enough. He said. For Tyrannus to come back, so Loki ended up doing that But in the meantime said You need that weapon for what is coming You have it, you were tested You passed, again, maybe A lot of the test was still like Just give up and kill yourself But it it ends up like, I know that Loki's the trick, this seems like something Different, it seems a little too It's weird, but Ends up where, okay, well You're gonna end up, and even then Where Thor says, what would happen If I failed, you'd be dead Either you would have killed you, or you would have just died on that planet. You never would have come back. At one point, I do like that. Uh, Thor is like, oh, man, I don't want to be here. And Loki's like, oh, I'll, I'll give you a feast, though, because I
0: don't want you to starve. Him. And Thor just he smashes it. it. <laughs> it's kind of funny. And then he starts, he died earlier, too. He freaks out and has like a tr- tantrum and starts just lighting everything up.
1: That seems like it's it's like that play of, you didn't teach me anything, didn't yeah. I? Because now <laughs> Thor is calm. He, he's that. Freaking out and he's kind of got this New weapon, he's kind of come to terms With things, it's just It's a a weird, long way To get to the end But at the end, end up where Thor is going to call, he's going to go And look for some people to help Because Tyrannos is coming back, all that stuff And it looks like he's going to go and ask Storm, the first daily seer On Mars, it looks like, so he'll have to Go off to that And, you know, Loki's just grimacing And I'm like, okay Like, the first two issues, I was really into it. This issue, by the end, I'm like, this seems neat. But to get there, I don't know, it seems like a real, like, it just seemed like just filler. Though it wasn't, but it felt like it because it was just Thor standing around, yelling, making it just Like we said about the Captain America, there wasn't a lot of excitement for me going in this. But we got done. We're there. And now I want to see what happens with Storm. And at the end, in the next issue at the bottom, it says, this is the story of Immortal Thor and the summoning of the four. So if he's gathering up a team, that's pretty cool. And I'd like to see who else he gets. But what would you
0: give this? I'm a, I'm a seven on this one as well. It's yeah, I just, think I'm a seven as yeah, well on this one. So. Kind of a filler issue. Hopefully Beta Ray Bill pops up, like you said, maybe. That's were what I said, about. maybe.
1: And I don't know what Angela's doing, but you have a bunch of characters that maybe, you know, show up. But all in all, with that, like, it's the third issue and the second issue of Cat America. I understand that you're gonna have some kind of down issues, some, you know, exposition filled deal, but it's early on to get that. Usually you come in swing, and especially Cat. The second issue shouldn't be boring. In a first issue that a lot of people well, me and you liked it. A lot of people thought that was boring as well. So I hope that people Stick around on them, and that they just get more exciting. I think Thor will get more exciting though, because those first two issues were really good, and I do like the art a lot in it. But we're going to now go to a book that we've had a roller coaster ride of emotions with, and the idea that you know Zeb Wells and his jokiness comes full force in this one. But I'll I'll tell people right now, you're a big Rec Rec fan, so I like that could end up damning you, or maybe they'll like you (laughs) with that. But we'll go to. Amazing Spider-Man now. Amazing Spider-Man number 36. Now, a bunch of dark and dangerous things have happened leading into this issue. You ended up having Peter take in the sins of Norman Osborn. You end up having some big things with Craven. All this going to end last issue with what looks like the sins going back into Norman, possibly reverting him back to the Green Goblin, these big, dark things, right? So when you get this issue, I will read the solicit before we end up doing anything else, but the solicit says, Spider-Man has never gone this dark. Now the consequences are unraveled. Will New York ever look at him the same way again? Well, Mm -hmm. that's kind of silly to start with anyway, because that was kind of wrapped up at the end of last issue where you end up, I think it was Norman, saying, thank God you were in that black suit because they'll blame it on whoever is venom at this exactly. point. And we thought, oh, that's kind of bull crap," But we'll see what we get. And, and the whole deal, just remember that the solicit for this issue says we're going to find out the consequences of all that darkness. That makes sense. You would think that we carry on by showing, oh, my God, how is Peter going to end up going forward? With all this, I mean, he ended up having those sins. He tried to kill Paul. Unfortunately, he didn't succeed, <laughs> right? I mean, I was uh-huh. really hoping. But also, he attacked Mary Jane. He also did a lot of bad things. So what is going to happen with him? Well, Zeb Wells has, uh, you know, a different way of doing things. And again, this is Amazing Spider-Man number 36. And it is written by Zeb Wells. Pencils by Ed McGinnis. Inks by Mark Farmer. Colors by Marcel Menyes. Letters by V.C.'s Joe Caramagos. So you know what we have here? The darkness continues. Oh, wait a minute. We get rec rap. (laughs) That's all we get. We end up (laughs) in this issue that should possibly be the consequences of that awful thing that happened to Peter and what's going on with Norman. We end up having a jokey issue Seems like part one of two of a jokey little mm-hmm. tie-in. Wreck-Rap, Peter, and all it is is dark web bull crap. And dark web is one of the things, Here's here's what I say. I know that some people probably did like the dark web story. I thought it was completely and utterly awful. It also ended eight months ago. And to go into this and tie it into that limbo embassy that nobody has given a rat's behind about since... It just makes it feel like eye rolling But also why not have it We were talking before we started Why not have this where At the beginning it doesn't say Queens two nights ago Because you're just setting up your story Say Queens months ago Have this be a story That at some point This kind of fit in Between one of the issues before And then we can get the idea Oh this happened in the past Okay cool we're having a little cool down, but it's a kind of a flashback type deal. That would be fine because when you go into this, the tone shift of a Zeb Wells run, if not issues, it, it, it gives you whiplash. I mean, oh, the yeah. guy I said, he is one of those jerk offs who <laughs> are at your mom and dad's funeral. Like, unfortunately, my mom and dad just died in a horrific car crash. And in this world, I actually liked my parents. So I'm upset. <laughs> And Zeb Wells will be the guy who will be like, hey, you know what the last thing that went through your dad's mind? The windshield. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I grab exactly. him and punch him right in the face because that he reminds me of the guy who just can't get the tone. He can't read a room and ends up, hey, I'm going to be Mr. Jokey Fun Guy. That Jokey Fun Guy can go to hell. He can go there, <laughs> limbo himself, because I'm so angry at this. We start off with Wreck Rap, and he's there trying to do a little
0: detective Rec Rap.
1: It works, okay. But all this is, is you think I'm what's-his-name. No, I don't. I don't think you're what's-his-name of what's-his-name of what's-his-name. <laughs> I need to get to your attic and get these papers. And then voila, attacked by the Grave Goblin which then just leads to more jokes when Peter goes to investigate this. And having Peter in this issue, I think, is a very big misclay. If you're going to do this, do Wreck-Rap by himself. People want to see what happened with Peter and how he's reacting to all that darkness. Instead, you get just goofiness. And the other thing that I thought maybe what you could have done with Wreck-Rap, because some people like him. You love Wreck-Rap.
2: I'll, I'll, <laughs> listen, I'll tell everybody, I like them, I'm going to expose
1: like you You like rec Rap yeah. Rec Rap just reminds me of Dark Web I get flashbacks And I don't need those, I don't need sentient sandwiches, I don't need Talking mailboxes, it was bullcrap So when you get rec Rap, I just yeah. think of that But, if you <laughs> do a rec Rap Story, there is a very Very good place to do it, in my mind Infinity Comics You have it on the app, you ended up Having those Jeff. The Land Shark. You had a, an Infinity comic with him. You have a bunch of those Infinity Comics. Why not just have an Infinity comic that is Rec Rap and the Insidious Six? We were talking about this before we started recording. And then people could get their Rec Rap fill. And then at the end they do end up printing those and then kind of judge. Was See how this goes. popular? Could we have this going on? But to throw it in here after that arc, it just throws you off to solicit even. I mean, that's the idea. Solicits are often misleading. But to me, I just guess that it's, you know, somebody in the editorial office going, "Okay, I don't know what he has, but it has to definitely be something showing the consequences of all that darkness. And then you get this yeah, And it's I, just crazy I it's think they crazy.
0: just had this together and they just kind of slotted it in here I think it was already done because even his costume Like we were talking about earlier is the older costume So this fits in uh, This fits in like six months ago maybe In continuity Dark web ended dark web months stuff. ago yeah. Maybe this was
1: Maybe you know if you think about things and I know that they claim everything was planned But maybe The whole Miss Marvel thing Through a wrench and things and Maybe this was supposed to be Something down the way there And it should have come out a little closer To dark web Even though I don't really need it Overall
0: yeah no I hate a dark web too I think it's useless but as an is...
1: individual Issue this isn't horrible but where it lies in the run and what is recently happening, it, it actually infuriates me. But yeah, and the, and the fact that they are not
0: they don't complain about that it really doesn't fit in that timeline. It happened before, but they're not really saying that, which is annoying.
1: So you end up there at Limbo Embassy because the problem is after the Grave Goblin attacks Wreck Rap, things are going bad. Everybody's wrecking houses. House gets destroyed and people are upset. Because, again, there is the limbo embassy in New York. And you end up having some throw things in here just to make it feel like anybody cares. The idea where Luke has to go talk to Madeline Pryor. Oh, my God, what's up with this limbo embassy? You got to keep your people in check. There's going to end up being elections coming up. Well, is me. I need you to keep your monsters at bay. And she's like, yeah, yeah, I agree. But rec rap, he doesn't really mean harm, but yeah, I'll go get him. We'll we'll gather him up. This won't be a problem. And then in the meantime, you have jokes where Luke is there with Peter. They're sitting in little chairs. And (laughs) the idea of it, though, is if I'm looking at it and me and you are talking and we say, oh my God, it's so funny. She's put him in little chairs like he's a little schoolboy or something. That's funny. But Zeb Wells, though he thinks he's a funny guy. He always has to explain his jokes He always does it And yeah, you if you don't have, have, have to explain your joke Then it's not a good joke Or mm-hmm. you're not confident in that joke So you actually waste time Explaining jokes When the visual should be enough To make you giggle I mean mm-hmm. it's it's Luke Cage He looks ridiculous Even then you have to show it a little better as well. You just kind of see a wheel underneath. To me, it it's, looks it's like a so.
0: regular-sized chair, and Luke is just it's huge. It's just
1: Luke's huge. What they yeah. should have done is almost have, like, a second-grade desk.
0: Yeah, when of those little school desks. And that yeah. would be funny. They're like, yeah. why, why are these here?
1: But you end up all this going down. Now, as Peter is talking to Luke, now we're also going to throw in another thing that really gets left behind in so many books because it's one of those things in a comic. It's it's like the idea. Why do you end up throwing things in a comic book to hamper every comic? Because this Fisk's law, no masks allowed. It's hardly being followed by anybody. And when you end up, bring, why do that? It's like I mean, if we're talking DC comics, where they always, oh, the the lantern rings don't work. Well, that's what I'm here for. No masks. Well, obviously, we're here for our masked heroes I and. Mean, so it, it's been silly anyway, but they mention it. But don't mention it about Wreck-Rat because he possibly couldn't take his mask off. But then yeah,
0: what does he look like underneath there? Probably a monstrosity.
1: Then Luke starts saying, you know, this fist law. Peter says, <laughs> can you please get that off the books? You're mayor. You could do something about this. This it's... is the perfect opportunity for Zeb Wells to say, yeah, I'm working on it and it will be off the books. Nope. Luke says, <laughs> This is ironclad in. We're going to need a jackhammer to get out of that thing because it's tied in with infrastructure deal. Paperwork, yeah. Why? Why? Because then he says, I can't be seen with you. You're an illegal hero. But by the way, you should go and work with this Robbie Robertson because you should do more. Like, he can't. You're setting up all these, you know, roadblocks in this nonsense. Hopefully after gang war they just end up like New York decides, yeah, screw that Fisk. <laughs> Anything even with the name Fisk on it, just get it out of yeah, there, right? It would right? have been
0: a perfect opera. I know it's covered in in uh, red tape and all that stuff and takes forever in real life, but just say, I'll take care of it. It's done. And then we don't have to talk about it anymore. And then when we end up seeing Daredevil run around, we could say, oh, my God, oh, Luke Cage he took must care of have that. taken care of that. When That's we it. see
1: Spider-Man and every, oh, he took care of it. That's all you need. Because yeah. we're still going to see them running around like that. Nobody it listens to it. It just keeps happening. And if you have every book, that, it's it's just nonsense. It's just nonsense. Like that
0: Kamala's Law I stuff I was just going to say, wrong. do
1: what they did with Kamala's Law. They're just like, eh, hey, get
0: rid of it. Yeah. <laughs> that,
1: that's enough gone. of that. So we're going to set up a bit of the gang war then and then elsewhere where we get the head of Silvermane. And I mean the head of Silvermane. And he's yelling things to Hammerhead about how we're going to end up showing them. And we're going to get the Magia. They're going to be reborn. I'm going to get a body. I'm going to be great. And in that scene, all I can say or think is, oh, War is going to be as bullcrap as Dark Darkweb. <laughs> it reminds, like, why isn't there any time where you could just be serious with something that could be bigger and better? And a little more serious, why are you always making jokes? Why with the jokes? And I know this is a very dark web feeling, you're right. Here's the thing, too. Spider-Man is quippy in a lot of dark stories. A lot of the actual stories get pretty dark, but that's what makes Spider-Man great. When he is actually fighting and he's going through the dark things, he can remain with his quips. He actually remains very positive. Don't tell me that Spider-Man hasn't had some dark stories, even the one we just ended so please you don't have to make the world a joke L- just let well, spider-man go through it look, with his clips and things is fine but this ends up making me think oh this is just ridiculous
0: the first uh arc was with tombstone that was pretty dark it was uh it wasn't and then and then dark web hit and it, ever since then it's he's like wow i could be jokey and i don't have to take this seriously anymore and it's
1: and it, it feels like at points he thinks he's gone too dark but isn't it the case where a lot of times when it has gone a little darker, people actually jump on board? People actually are like, okay, this is what I've been waiting for. Oh, my God, this is cool. And then we get back to something like this again. It's just this side thing, but it just it, it is infuriating where it, it lays. Well, we then go and get Madeline, who's digging in her garden. She needs to get <laughs> this guy, the repossessor, to go off and take care and gather up. Wreck rap and in the insidious six so That ends up happening and says don't forget To put your face on by the end that's A mystery of who this might be We we don't see Ben Riley at all in this which is Actually kind of a shock we don't see Chasm we don't see Ben so is this Possibly him in this weird form I don't know maybe other people have some Ideas but that's kind of a Weird play because this whoever It is whatever it is does recognize Peter yeah. by the end but before we get to that, we have to get Peter to find wreck Rap. He goes to this house that ended up getting destroyed, and you jump back and forth with this. Hey, you know I'm not that guy who showed up. Yeah, you're not him, but him of them, and that it just keeps going on and on about this guy just sweeping up a destroyed house with really no care in the world. I need this guy Zoloff the prescription.
0: He's way too low key to be. Haven't dealt with what he just dealt with. Yeah.
1: And, and it, it's because it's a joke. It's played as a joke. And yeah. finally, you do end up having Spider-Man meet up with Rick Rap, who's licking the side of a building. That made me giggle, actually. <laughs> I mean, are they just making
0: him venom? I mean,
1: what, what? That's what it
0: looks like. It's, it's so on. weird. It's like, and
1: I, I just like him as the big, why does small Spider-Man. Tongue? I don't know. I, I like him because he's a demon type limbo thing, but I just like Rick Rap as the, dumb with a heart of gold spider-man that may actually be able to and really if you want to do something here could you have done the play that peter's in a dark place after what happened just with the sins that wreck rap kind of reminds them that it is kind of fun and cool that i don't know i'm trying mm-hmm. to make it work but they end up you know joining up he, he does his deal and then all of a sudden behind peter oh no it's awkward. The Doctor Octoball.
0: At first, I thought it
1: was Modok. I was like, "Oh and Yeah, gosh. I did too. And then I thought, "Well, okay, it's a beholder yeah. from D and D. That's all it is." And I'm like, "Okay, oh, yeah, I played D and D, whatever." So you're gonna have this fight, but there's really no need for it. It's just kind of a jokey fight again, and then you end up having this repossessor guy come from Madeline to collect them. And says, "Hey, I'm here to take you back to Limbo, Doctor Octoball." No, no, not that, not that. He ends up kind of morphing because at this point he looks like I don't know, just like the little guy with this little he hat on, like a mime face. Yeah, kind of. he looks like a mime face chauffeur. Yeah, shows up, hey there, buddy, and he starts transforming back into you know, kind of the form we saw. Sub- looks like the little shop of horrors plant or something. He opens up his mouth and it ends up like <laughs> there you go, sucking him back into hell. It's like a hellish portal. You end up octobal. The art's really good. They're all yes. Yeah. But he's like, no, no, don't take me. Them wreck wrap. Oh, no, he's going to take me, too. And then Spider-Man's like, no, he couldn't. You're hit- really like you heard what the plan was. Madeline had to collect all these, including wreck wrap. And this guy shows up and says, Madeline, prior your queen. She begs to differ. I'm taking you. So obviously, he's there also to get wrecked. wrapped Yeah. And then Peter saves. him. Peter stops this, even though it really all this is is returning him the limbo, and that's where he should be. There's no ifs ands or buts. This seems to just you can't, can't have a running him running around. He
0: knows. He knows Peter's identity too, and he's 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 a loose cannon. This guy. Peter ends up saving him, but then Send at him back that to limbo. point, you
1: end up where this. Thing says i know you again that's kind of a weird like peter peter is more upset about that than it seems that he was ever upset about getting the sins of norman i was wondering what how how do you know me and this thing goes away he punts it kicks it away <laughs> and then as it runs down the alleyway scared i don't know why it doesn't double back and just eat both of them yeah, but finish the job. he then says parker Which that's a little more than just I know you Spider-Man This is I know you Peter Parker And it's almost like he's saying Like in Seinfeld Newman It's like Parker Mm -hmm. And that's how it ends to be continued And again there's some kind of okay things here But it is that overall tone Going from what we just ended Really never really getting a resolution Of what everything meant to say Peter Even Mary Jane, Norman, all that to get into this jokiness, I think it's a big misplay. But if we're here to have it, there's a little bit of fun to be had. The The art's good. It's really good. And it's cool. But this should have been somewhere else. This should have been something else.
0: An annual, even.
1: Yeah, an annual. Because it is, I think, a two-issue deal. So yeah. th- those two combined, annual, bada-bing, yeah. bada-boom, off you go. Could have been a fun deal, I think, still. Have a get people let their rec rap fill go in an infinity comic, which may have been pretty cool. I mean, some of these things at the infinity, if you read some infinity comics, some things you're just like, oh, you're just telling more stories. There's there's nothing really special about or whatnot, but there could be that space for something like a Jeff the Landshark or rec rap or things like that that might have worked out better. But I, I, I'm worried again. I I end up every time I think that I'm starting to dig the Zeb Wells run. Like, okay, this is what he really wanted to do, but th- and then we're right back to dark web stuff, which is my least favorite of all of it. So, what would you give this
0: overall? If you look at it like a, a single issue or single two issues or something, I'm probably about a seven. But if you if you add it in with the mix, like you said, I'm down to probably a six then. Just I I get a little angered because of where where it fits.
1: I'm a 5'5. Five, five. A 5'5. Five, five. And again, if you're, it's weird. Like, who, who, if you're not really caring about this run, that well, if you're not caring about it, then you're not going to check it out anyway. If you haven't been reading, it's just a weird,
0: odd issue. I mean, it's, it's I, very I, odd. Even the cover, cover doesn't even mention rec rap. I would have had it like, you know, and sometimes they have the, it says Amazing Spider Man, but then it could be smashed With out and rap. would say, or the Amazing, and then scratch out the Spider Man and put, yeah, rec rap. Like rap, and then like you know that. what you're getting into.
1: Yeah, the cover makes
0: you look like okay. This
1: is dark stuff. We're gonna see what happens. It's a
0: rec wrap issue. That's all it (laughs) is. Just face it.
1: That's all it is. So they're not just—they're not doing that though. It's almost like with the solicit and the cover, they're trying to trick
0: people. Yeah, not on the next issue because it's—it's both of them on the cover. But this one certainly trick.
1: Again, it's—it's odd. It's very odd. Yeah,
0: eh, that's the way it
1: goes. And covers are often deceiving anyway. But it's just a weird play here. uh. But that's that. But with all of that, we will continue (laughs) on. All right. Now I'm here with my man, Zach. What up, Zach? What's up, Jim? What's up? And we have a new number one. Oh my goodness, Captain Marvel. And it is the start of a brand new Captain Marvel series, obviously, because, you know, we need another one. You ended up having Kelly Thompson's ending at 50. Now we're going to get A restart here, or at least a new number one from Alyssa Wong. And uh, I don't think this is going to go very long. I don't think this is very good to start out with. That's my opinion to get things started. But it is Captain Marvel number one, written by Alyssa Wong, art by Jan Balzadwea, colors by Brian Valencia, letters by BC's Ariana Mayer. And there's a lot of people who... Don't like Alyssa Wong, or they end up saying that Alyssa Wong has some tropes, that when they're writing an issue, things always seem to happen. Self-insert characters are one of the big things. But for me, having read things like Dr. Afra or even Spirit World at DC, my whole problem with Alyssa Wong is the idea of not centering on the main character. The main character gets pushed aside a lot by... These added in characters And I did not think that That was going to happen in the first issue Of a series You get into this issue and by the end I get the same feeling That I have with say a Hawk girl over at DC And that is not a good feeling Because it is the idea of Yeah Carol, Captain Marvel Kind of getting pushed aside For a new character And the problem is the new character's pretty damn annoying.
3: Yeah, she's pretty annoying.
1: Yeah, pretty annoying. And really we don't know much about her, but here we go. We start out with Carol, who has a new look, a new outfit. That's just like said as if it's gonna be some big wow moment. But it really isn't when you see it. It it's okay.
3: Yeah, it's it's a fine design.
1: It's okay. Looks like maybe she will be on the cover of Sergeant Peppers down the line. I don't know, but she ends up where there is a big attack going on, New York City, and she ends up facing this new villain, The Omen, who looks kind of cool. You have this back and forth, but the play of this winged, you know, almost like demonic-looking villain ends up just being a siphoning power-type deal, and you never really get what is going on here because Carol is like... At first, it felt like the, the omen was playing off of being able to take kinetic energy and throwing it back. But then Carol actually says that and punches her. But the big play is, oh, my God, she's siphoning off all of my power. She's grabbing me. She's pulling me through a portal. Oh, my God. And just disappear. You end up having that big moment of Carol getting grabbed. And you end up having the omen say, I'm the omen. And this is the first of things to come. And you, you're perfect. Boom through this crazy portal and then and that's five pages right yeah. i mean it's kind of a cool setup you're wondering okay what does this mean what's going on but then after five pages of carol fighting the omen we legit get 10 pages of this character yuna who isn't captain marvel just to point that out this is a captain marvel book so we get through 15 pages of a book we're gonna have five pages of Carol. 10 pages of this Yuna Yang, who seems to be the self-insert extra character that's thrown in here because, hey, I don't really care that much about Captain Marvel, it seems. Now, I will say one thing is if you're going into this, maybe somebody said to Alyssa Wong, listen, people don't really like Carol. You know, people don't really love Captain Marvel, so try to do something with that. And so you add this extra character, but this extra character is, like we said,
3: you find her annoying as I do. Yeah, I know. She came off as totally annoying the entire time. Yeah.
1: She sits there like, do you like when you're reading a character? Fun facts. I don't like falling from a building and dying. I'm like, is is this what we're getting here? Is this the whole play of this? And you even, like, what do we know about you and Anyway, in this, first off, she gets a call from her mom. She gets annoyed. Like, even then, it, it doesn't really make you like her. But she's a thief, we find yeah. out. She's breaking into an apartment that is a weird play because she's breaking into an apartment. Later on, she says to Carol that she steals magical things, right? She likes to steal magical items. She sells them to get some money to get through college. That's supposed to be the way that, oh, well, at least she's a go-getter, but she's a thief.
3: Yeah, I I think any of these magical items she got would probably go for, what, hundreds of thousands? I think her college should have already been paid for if she is a thief.
1: See, I think that we read it wrong. I think she's actually trying to buy the college. Like, like, (laughs) maybe, I don't know, but here's my play here. And she walks in, and you end up, oh, my God, the omen. Is on attack here as well So when Yuna walks into this apartment Knowing that Janice Val is there But she's going to go You end up having the Omen come in once The Negabands Is trying to get the Negabands Now the thing is, the Negabands You can't really get Unless you kill Janice Val Cut off his hands, things like that So what was Luna going to do? What What was her plan? To get these negabands, because that kind of gets lost in the shuffle here, only because you end up having the bands done and you see the omen seems to just put a spear right through Geniselle's chest, which then allows Lona to pick up the bands. But was she going to be willing to cut hands and kill somebody to do this? Because if that's the case, that's pretty, pretty evil, right? I mean, yeah. that seems to be the setup. She she gets the bands and it's one of those like luckily she was there or else the omen would have gotten them. We don't really know what the omen's going to do with this or whatnot. But you then end up having her running from omen. She puts on the negabands and clangs them. It ends up making them fuse to her, and as we find out, gives her a connection to Carol. And it, it's a little bit forced. It's a little bit yeah. explained at first, and what. It seems like Alyssa Wong wants to get is that classic Marvell Rick Jones combo. I clank the bands. I go to the negative zone and you keep switching back and forth between them because that's what happens here. But that is kind of a neat play. I think that when you get in an, an issue, a number one like this, you really should set your tone with the main character first. You really, cause I'm telling you, when you ended up having, say, a Jed McKay. Do the Avengers, which me and you will eventually be reviewing on the podcast. The idea where people actually said, Jed McKay did a good job on the first issue because I don't mind Captain Marvel. I don't mind Carol because he ended up setting tones with her and, and the rest of the team. But in this, you get so little of Carol and more of this Yuna, And the tone to me is just annoying. It ends up being kind of an annoying deal. It could play off well with universes, you know, not versus, but Yuna and Captain Marvel going against each other, you know, in the mind and whatnot. But at the point, I just like, what's going on? And, and as she's falling to her death, she has a fun fact, which, you know, grates on my nerves, but then she clangs, you know, the Negabance again. And then she switches with Carol. Now, the only thing that you can think at this point is when you had the omen grab Carol, Through the portal into the negative zone Because that's where they're going to switch Back and forth like the classic deal Of it but It just ended up, I mean, I'm telling you, at this point, I was a bit, were you confused? Because I was a bit confused about what the hell, anything of what was going on here, even though it wasn't that complicated, there wasn't much going on.
3: Yeah, well, when uh, Omen had gotten Captain Marvel earlier, we never saw where they went, what happened to them, etc. Then all of a sudden, it's just like, oh, I'm back magically again. And it's like, well, what the hell happened? It's like, oh, she was in the negative zone. And it's like, well, what, since does that, why weren't we told that earlier?
1: And we weren't told it just to, it it seemed to be the play of, oh, I'm going to wait so when the negative bands get clanked and whatnot but some people going into this not knowing nega bands negative like Uh, i said yeah and i ended up like the big Cree war deal back in the day and a lot of the early stuff with rick jones and marvell i actually really did like we ended i only did it because we ended up doing our patreon show where we have a lot of the events and crises that's one of the first ones at Marvel so we ended up doing that that's why I know it but even then when I saw this I I thought well that's fine but again the thing that I liked about that old stuff is that I liked Rick Jones I like Rick Jones and I like Marvel so it was that going back and forth that either or you kind of get something good all right Rick's here oh man Rick and, and at that points Rick's like a sad sack about it and things like that but even so I still like Rick Jones so when you get this, All I could think of is, I hope that we don't get a lot of clanging, because I really don't want this Yuna. I don't really like her so far. I may grow to like her, but again, this is a Captain Marvel book, and you're almost setting up to 50-50. You're not going to get Captain Marvel. We'll have to see. Again, then Captain Marvel, when she shows up again, there's the Omen again. So she's fighting the Omen once again. And they just start beating the crap out of each other. And the big play in something like this is that idea of switching back and you can't switch back and forth between a time where, oh, my God, if Yuna comes in here, she's going to get killed. Oh, my God, here, you know, it's easy enough for Yuna if she's in big trouble to, to clank them and then Captain Marvel comes to kick butt. But the opposite play would be bad if this omen ends up, you know, having Carol by the neck and then Yuna switches in. That's big trouble. But again. I want more, especially a first issue, to set up Carol and how Alyssa Wong's voice for Carol goes. And I can't say that I really know that yet, but while this is all happening, you do end up having the big kaboom. You end up, as again, the omen's trying to suck power out of Carol. There's the big kaboom, and they switch again. And it just keeps going back and forth with this. And when you end up having Yuna come back, now she's coming back with a, a magic. Item but it's not
0: really <laughs> So
1: ridiculous It's not Magic it's and then they're just Talking to each other in that It's like a magic crowbar type deal That she has by the end of this like I just Brought it back from the negative zone And then they just start yapping About what this Means and what happens With the clanking and oh my god This and I'm just at the end of This I'm not even interested in This book after one issue because it's just not that exciting It's not actually no, getting me no. invested It's it's making me, all I could think of The whole time is, I hope we don't get This, you know, all the time And that's bad, for a first issue Now, again, it might be The play of, oh my god, I want more Carol But I don't even know what she's doing with Carol, really This seems to be an issue Number one issue Setting up a way to get another character involved in this besides Carol, and I think it's just a misplay in my mind. And then at the end, you do see the omen, where as because at that one point when Carol k- kicks in, she wants to maybe try to save Vell. Oh my god! And when you end up having the omen go away, she spirits away with Vell's body, and then ends up because remember it was weird too at the beginning when she when omen pulled Carol through. Said oh you'll be perfect at this Point well I didn't really want you But but why You already had Carol earlier why Were you doing anything you were going she was going for the Negabands I can only imagine maybe to connect Her and Carol and unfortunately Una did but it was a weird play but You have siphoning power but then she's Getting negabands now she's happy to have Janice Vell and Gives him a wish that gives him his hands Back but he's still got a big hole in his Chest I'm like what is going on what's happening oh, and then yeah. at the end it's just the omens saying we have work to do and that's it and i just i thought that this was a big misplay i thought it was a big misplay mainly because by the end i don't really care about any of the characters in this you know besides just even carol also this yuna and it just ended up thudding for me the art's okay it looks Kind of it's, like Hal's style It's
3: fine I, I wasn't that impressed by it But I didn't hate it either It's just typical Marvel art for me
1: That's what it is It just looks like standard deal But if I was going in at, You know, maybe And every writer has their fans If you're going in and you get the, Oh, Alyssa Wong's on this so oh, cool And you go You're, you're going to get what you expected You know, this reminds me of A Alyssa Wong book For the many books that I've read of hers Now, if you're somebody who Is worried You're going to get what you expect (laughs) Again, it's a list of my books So it depends on whether or not that's your thing That's fine, but by the end I thought, I don't feel Like this, because of this switch Deal, the negabands and this Una character doesn't feel like it's going to be Any bit important That it's going to actually matter By the end, and I'm, I'm Happy to just get my Captain Marvel Carol Danvers in the Jed McKay Avengers book, which I hope that gets better, too, but at least I'm getting something there that seems to matter and mean something. This just feels like it's just set up to just be a mini series to just have a little bit of fun while you wait for the movie to come out. But what would you give this?
3: I'm just going to go with a plain five because, I mean, I didn't hate it, but I didn't like it. Uh, I'm not really intrigued in anything that really happened in here. The, the biggest thing I got out of it was when uh, Captain Marvel caught the building. And it wasn't even that she caught the building; is the fact that she laid it down the street in Manhattan. And I was like, "What the hell are you doing? That's a skyscraper! You can't just lay it in the street."
1: Yeah, maybe it's so, a transforming skyscraper, and then Tom Hanks can come out and say, "I I don't get it."
3: Maybe that'll be. I, I don't know. That that's the biggest reaction I had in the whole issue, though, and that's that's a bad thing. So I'm just gonna go plane five. Just, and I'm you know.
1: glad, and I I just to center on something you said earlier: the idea that. You don't have a background with the bands You don't have a background with, say, a Genis Bell. Some of these things that we're doing, because we're just starting up the Marvel podcast again, and I'm grabbing a bunch of people who helped me out on the DC podcast recently, so a lot of the people are going to be more DC-centric fans just coming over in a new number one. That's always cool. So when you jump into this, and I hate the idea that people think, Well, he's, you know, I'm not saying you exactly, Zach, though. you you sure? If if people want to throw shade at Zach, that's fine. I mean, he does love Declan Shelby through the I don't. I just
3: had a huge rant about him.
1: (laughs) In this, though, you can't expect everyone for a new number one that just says Captain Marvel to actually understand or know everything about the negabands and the stuff from past Captain Marvel So you should a- at least introduce them in a way that everybody is on par And up to speed on them I just got lucky that I ended up liking that sort of deal from the past But there might be a bunch of people who aren't And it might have been a better play to maybe have this first issue Centering on Carol, maybe dealing with the idea of the negabands Maybe there's some way you get Vell involved at first and then by the end, it looks like, oh, my God, this new character, Luna, is about to steal him. This omen's going. It just seemed like Alyssa Wong really didn't want to waste any time getting to this Luna or Yuna yeah. instead of taking the time to introduce her version. And I say her version of Carol. I don't mean that this is a wreck. I mean, just people could get the the feel for what she how she writes, Carol, and how she goes through that. But by the end, you really are more like, this is a unibook so far, and it's very, very odd. But I'm going to yeah. go 5.5. 5. Uh, really? Again, okay. because I, I I, don't mind the negabands. I think that's a pretty cool idea. But none of the, again, not a cool idea for a number one issue. It might have been able to set that up down the line to add that in. It just feels weird. It just feels yeah, weird overall, and, and uh, I'd like to w- hear. The
3: main reason I asked you to check it out, the solicit literally said, oh, this is a brand new number one, brand new team, brand new status quo, brand new everything, right? And it's like, oh, we're going to deal with the Nega bands and Genis veil and I'm like, who? I, I I don't know who they are. <laughs> like, I know they're Captain Marvel related, but I don't know anything about them.
1: Yeah, and again, there's the past Captain Marvels and things like that and all that thing going in, but yeah, that's not a great thing to just throw at people in a new number one. But here we are, maybe, after this deal of being a little confused, uh, we can go forward. But even at the end, I'm like, the cliffhanger of, oh, no, she has Janice Val with a hole in his chest in this deal. I'm like, I, I really, I hate to say it. I really don't care that much about that. <laughs> I don't that. either. I really don't. So we'll have to see. Some people will disagree with us, I'm sure. But five and a 5.5. But that is that. Oh, well. There you go. A new number one. But. Again, when people, and this was announced I didn't hear a lot of people excited about it A lot of people were rolling their eyes Of another new number one at Marvel They keep, you know, pushing them out So there you go, we'll see how it ends up But thanks for joining me As always, Zach no and we will move on to the next book. Okay, and I'm here with my man Jason. What up, Jason? Hey,
2: Jim, good to be back talking some ex-adjacent books.
1: Yeah, I try to stay away from the ex stuff and I try to stay away from my exes as well. Uh, my wife would not like that if I didn't, but here we are with the little X book and it is uncanny. Spider-Man. Every time I go to say that, I almost ever, I always mess it up. At least I got it that time. Uncanny Spider Man. I don't know why a, I always say I mean, there's a couple
2: uncanny titles right now, and neither of them are uncanny X Men. So we've got Uncanny Spider Man and Uncanny Avengers.
1: I think it's always me almost saying Avengers in that, but that's something that you and your man Ruben can Ruben. take care of over there on the Weird Dose of X. But we're here doing this book, which I continue to like. It is issue number two, your Writing Lee Garbett on Art. Matt Miller on Colors DC's Joe Caramagna on Letters And again, I had to have you guide me Into some things Last issue to get going There's still a little bit going on I mean, obviously, reading a book That's one of the X-books Not reading any X-books It's kind of a weird sure. play But I didn't feel lost at all I ended up, you know, knowing some of the background That they're dealing with With Mystique and Kurt Things like that But what I really do love is the idea that all the ladies love Kurt? They they can't keep their hands and lips off of him.
2: LL Cool K. It's ladies love <laughs> Cool <is>. Kurt.
1: <laughs> I love it. I love the deal. But you give us a start here as you start off with Mystique again, which I thought we were going to get bigger
2: things from this. Yeah, that's the part that, as like an, an X reader, that's what kind of disappointed me about this issue was. We got these kind of big things dropped us in issue number one, and none of them really get pulled forward as much as I want to this this issue.
1: No, because you start off and you do have Mystique flipping out. I mean, she's going to cut Kurt. <laughs> she has
0: the knife out. She's ready to go. So she's
2: been running around looking like, she can change and look like anybody. That's her whole deal. So she's been looking like, she's kind of out of her mind. She's all disoriented. She's looking like a homeless person. She's looking like a different homeless person. She starts to get violent. And that's when Kurt, at the end of last issue, goes you know, saw her and she transformed back to looking like you know, his mom, Mystique. So you'd think you're going to get some big information dropped on you here, but she just keeps talking about, oh, my baby, my baby, what did you do to my baby? And he is her baby, but he doesn't unmask, he doesn't tell her who she is, because he's still dressed up as, you know, the new Spider-Man with a tail and in funny shape, hands and feet. I was really surprised, there just doesn't seem to be anyone around, why doesn't he speak up and say, hey, mom, it's It'd me? It's weird.
1: And I, I thought he would even later I mean he does get unmasked by Silver Sable, but still he ends up where maybe just pull it up a little, show a little blue. Like like she starts yelling, you know, the whole thing, like, Where's my baby? You're not blue, oh my god. And she's getting all upset. And he doesn't really do much to stop that. He starts trying to talk to her, but it's obvious she's not listening. She's not she's, you know, in outrage, she's not right, she's going. And really he doesn't do much to stop that and then she runs off. She runs into a tunnel and, this is, and gone. This is
2: again all leading up to that one shot coming out at the end of November. It's the one called X Men Blue Origins. It's coming out between issues four and five of this story, also written by Cy Spurrier, so I figure it's basically an issue of this series more or less, but because it's supposed to be this big revealing Kurt's real for now origin, they want it to be its own number one.
1: And and I get, you know, Seitzfer, for are setting that up. He's going with this. But like you said, being an ex-reader and an ex-fan, you're kind of disappointed. And I actually, again, I'm not reading those other books. I was disappointed because it was something that was set up. And I thought, OK, let's see where this goes. I thought we we're going to get maybe a little more mystique in the book or at least her a little better and try to figure out. But she just runs away. Yeah, and he, he just lets almost her go. like it's like, like, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. He doesn't seem that I guess does at have- that point.
2: There's no connection with him right now with any other X-Men. So it's not like he can take her back to the island or to the mansion or any of these places. But still, you'd think he wouldn't let his mom just wander off deluded through the streets of New York City. Not a good thing.
1: It kind of just gets shoved aside. It just kind of goes. But I do like this little cherub who is talking to him and really... We're talking a lot of crap, like throwing a lot of shade at Kurt and Kurt ends up yeah, arguing with it. It's
2: clearly representing, I'm sure we've all had it where you're, you're going through a rough period and there's like a voice in your head. No, not like you're hearing voices, but like that part of your own self that tells yourself that you're no good. You'll never, you'll never succeed. You're no good at this. And that's what this little, I, I'm calling him a BAMF, this little BAMF character represents. Here it's, it's not drawn so much like it's in the same panel. He's almost in his own bubble, like he's a thought bubble. So I don't know if it's less, you know, again, leading us not to think that he's so real, more like he's a figment of Kurt's imagination.
1: And it is funny, like as they go through, you, you do get that idea. Uh, but again, you had Mystique, she runs off. And then it's like, you just turn them like, is this what this issue or series is going to be as one guest star after another? Because then you get Dagger. Out of nowhere, I and again because I'm not reading the things. But when you get Tandy show up and right away, ah, oh, man, man, Cloak we're having some problems. But ties into play with the Sentinels and things. How she's even being ex adjacent, right? So, because
2: their history is complicated. They've been thought to be mutants back and forth, come kind of through their history, and because they got their powers from like a, a drug. But at some points they've said, oh no, the drug just brought out your own inherent mutant abilities. But then, like twenty ten or so, I think Marvel pretty much put that to bed. Said, "No, no, it's just you're a mutate. You got your powers like Spider Man from a thing." And but it is kind of interesting that she's close enough to being mutant that she gets false positives from all the uh, Sentinels running around.
1: And again, I I like the setup, but I'm thinking like you just pop in. And then pop out here, is this really, what we really need, or is it setting up something? Because she says if Cloak ends up right. getting a false positive, he's going to go ballistic. Well, what's being and, set up
2: here, I think, is that she says Cloak is missing. So this is going to be something for Kurt to do in the next couple issues.
1: Which would be kind of cool if that's the setup and really trying to get to him. Because, again, the stakes might be a little higher that if he ends up just walking around New York, he end up one of the Sentinels, gets a false positive. He is going to attack.
2: Now, Jim, in, in the Marvel New York City, is it, isn't it? it still against the law to be wearing oh, yeah. superhero costumes in public? Oh, yeah. But she's there, this bright white disco thing, riding her little razor scooter that was hip like 10 years ago.
1: I like that, where she even says like, yeah, you know, I usually get around different ways, but I think I'll go on my scooter. But I guess if she got called out on it, she'd say, well, I just have this eye. It's not really. But Kurt himself, legitimately, it's funny. You say he doesn't reveal himself to Mystique.
2: As soon as Dagger shows up, because he doesn't want to make out with his mom, any cute girl shows up, and Kurt's like, hey, baby, how are you doing?
1: Uh, He he just reveals himself, and then I was thinking, uh, beyond that, the idea that you just have a mask will get you in trouble with other people, so he's got all this stuff going, but once you end up having, you know, sexy Tandy show up, the mask right off. Hey, baby, what's that, and all that going on, but he is then pretty much says okay thanks for that information about cloak maybe that will end up doing something later but man i'm just sitting here doing oh god rhino just comes flying through and smashes
2: everything that was a fun enough little page turn to a nice splash of rhino wearing wearing like medieval armor with some uh some stuff on his head that clearly shows he's being controlled by Orcus. Even a big old glowing Orcus logo on his chest. You'd think Orcus would want to be a little more on the down low about the down low, setting no, rhino rampaging through the, the city.
1: And maybe tell him don't yell things too, because he yells express train coming through. I need him to go choo-choo as Ooh. he's going but he ends up just demolishing the deal and it sends Kurt flying, but there, there and we end up seeing Silver Sable's group her her guys with Orcus trying to bring in Kurt at this moment. And they have this plan set up. At first, I was a little confused <laughs> of exactly what was going on.
2: All those different colors are her team members. Cause, so Orcus has a group with a uh, vulture running part of it, right? And that's called the Hound Program. So, and he wants to, his big thing, he really wants to catch Kurt or this new Spider-Man. He doesn't know that it's Kurt probably, but you know, Vulture, Spider-Man, he wants to get him. So his group isn't doing so well on its own, so he recruits and calls in Silver Sable and her team, which may or may not still be called the Wild Pack, and all her team members are color-coded like Power Rangers, so that's Mm him.
1: And that was set up last issue, and we were wondering what that was going to lead to, especially with, you know, Vulture, and he was getting, you know, big in his britches. We don't
2: see Vulture this issue either. That's another thing I was looking forward to, because he's kind of fun to see in an X-book and
1: yeah and we were laughing at him last issue we thought he was hilarious
2: we did and he's mentioned kind of in a data page but they black out his name like we don't know who the vulture is i don't know why they black him out i don't get it
1: very odd but they have a plan it's actually a pretty good plan i mean they end up getting uh kurt they get him in this area they end up getting a dome around him he can't teleport out then they end up hitting him with a snare that looks like it's straight For, yep, out. First, of some like tranquilizer doc, doc. darts.
2: Yep, tranquilizer darts. Yeah, definitely. I have in my notes oh, a, a Doc arc doc, <laughs> <I> doc <laughs> arm just looks winding like
1: around. like a Doc Ock, right? So you end up, uh, I didn't, like, I guess you do see one of the darts kind of hitting. I, actually, when you get to a point, I thought he dodged them all. Because they even say, man, he's pretty crazy with that dodging. But they do mention then
2: He gets he gets one on the shoulder.
1: So all this is going on, and you end up where Silver Sable at HQ realizes that they are involved with stuff that maybe they shouldn't be, and they're not
2: getting paid enough. They're not really so coordinated with Orcus, because the Orcus guy here, who's some new scientist dude, I don't think he really matters too much, He's like works under Vulture, and he thinks that, oh, we're going right to get Kurt right now, this is it, this is how we're going to capture him. She says, no, no, this is just, we want some information, we want to test things out, first contact, but... Is it really that her microphone is muted and that's why she can't get the message to her guys? Hey, just back I guess off? he
1: just cut the mic because she's talking to it and then she says we want another zero because she does end up seeing Rhino with the mind control gem that actually was very reminiscent of the one that you had Kurt have when he went nuts. So she starts like, oh, this is bull crap. Like I want more zeros. adds another one. But it is weird when she ends up saying, you know, stop. We only want info. And the, oh, sorry, your your mic's muted. I'm like, all right, then I guess it works, but it's just so yeah, routine. I mean, you'd
2: think that if this was the plan the whole time, she would have told her team, you know, that plan going forward. She wouldn't need to say at the moment in the field back. Yeah, off. like
1: they would have started questioning the idea. Well, this wasn't the plan. Like, what's going on? But they seem gung ho. But it does end up where she then immediately goes into the fray and ends up trying to not, you know, she. At one point, I think maybe she's afraid they're going to kill, but she says the plan isn't to kill him.
2: Yeah. I think once once it was they had already gone too far, there was no backing down. Well, she wanted to be there to make sure they actually captured him, and then they didn't. she didn't know about the hope sword. That was the part that surprised them. They knew about the teleporting, knew about the acrobatic kind of thing, but him being able to pull that sword out of his chest and cut himself loose from the... Doc Ock Arm, that's Doc what Ock kind of Arm, threw yeah. them off.
1: And while that's going on, then then she ends up hitting him in the back, grabbing his tail, and then oh, has him there. Her they, hands
2: are all over his tail, this whole issue, in a really kind of uncomfortable, I need a grown-up kind of way.
1: Yeah, and then the Orcus guy, the, it's almost like it's supposed to be the tables of turn, because now he loses all contact with everybody in the field, so he doesn't know what's going on either, and then it looks as if Kurt, Gets smart, even though he says, I really didn't think it through, but it makes sense. He teleports down. You know, the, the whole dome is around him. He can't teleport out mm-hmm. somewhere, but he goes down into the subway. And it's like this dark panel where they're talking about things. It gets a little bit over the top with some of the dialogue. It fits enough, but it did get a well, little bit really, ass.
2: really quickly from, I'm trying to catch you to, hey, Kurt, let's make out. I'm going to gonna stroke your tail up and down, and we're going to just, oh, oh, now I fell on you. And now we're in one of those mangas where they, oh, I, I fell, and I accidentally fell on your lips. And it's it still got a good grip on that tail the whole time.
1: And here's the crazy deal. She ends up, she, again, because he had his mask on, she unmasks him, sees him. Then when they go down the subway, she says, listen, my helmet, because she's wearing a full gear on, she says, my helmet has a light. But I can't do anything. And Kurt realizes you have my tail and you have a gun. So it's to get, get the light, but that gets the helmet off so they can make out. And that's what they do. And it just, the light goes on and they just start smooching. And I'm like, what is going on? But it is funny. Again, that's what I'm here for. I love the idea that he's the lady's love. He ends up with all that, but she ends up coming to her senses and blames Kurt, thinks it's some of another ability, which Okay, it plays out actually okay because she says she didn't know about the sword. Maybe she doesn't know about the.
2: Yeah, is that a is that a hope sword in your pocket or what?
1: Exactly, it's it's crazy, but she ends up and they're trying to figure out what they're going to do at this point, and they end up kind of sensing a hearing and, and getting the steel that Rhino heading their way, and it's it's kind of funny. I didn't
2: see anything particular happen to him. But his control thing from Orca's went on the fritz. And so he's really agitated now, like it's, it's irritating him, and he just wants it to go away, but he's just super aggressive and still going after him. So he like burrows down into the ground, and the fight's still and, on.
1: And I, I was hoping at this point that what was actually going on with Kurt, he was like leaking brass monkey all over. Everybody was getting horned up around him, <laughs> including possibly Rhino. He's already <laughs> horny, right? I, I thought he was, he comes in, starts making out. Now in that earlier, we you did end up having Silver Sable realize this thing with Rhino because Kurt was desperately trying to get that helmet off of Rhino. He's trying to pull yeah, out so that gem. So maybe Kurt
2: damaged it a little bit. Maybe that's why it's on the fritz.
1: And it is that weird play, like he is upset and he's going towards the side, like all that going on just to get down there. But I do like when they're making out, they get done and Kurt's like, there's no possible way Rhino could get to us. I mean, I ended up teleporting. But, oh, no. And the wall just breaks up. And, like, the Kool-Aid man, he comes running out. Or of, it would have been That's what I'm thinking <laughs> of,
2: that whole video game.
1: <laughs> it is that too. Oh, my goodness. But yeah, he comes in and, you know, what are they going to do? Well, you end up having Kurt. At this point, Silver Sable's ready to drop everything and just start a new life with her. <laughs> yeah, they're so they're going to run out to
2: South America together and have little, little, uh, light blue babies.
1: Yep. And he's like, I'm, I can only manage to teleport two people away. And she's like, Oh, where are you going to take me? Oh, not you grabs <laughs> Rhino and teleports out, Bamps out to the skyline of New York. And as they're falling, you even then get, and I, I like the setup earlier and even in the first issue where we know that it's that little Bamp there where he's talking even though we're not close in still talking right. Get, crap it's
2: his own style color of of speech bubble so yeah it, it's it's clear what's going on
1: i'm just yelling i wonder you know they're gonna see this new ability of you squishing on the ground this is crazy now i thought you were playing the full play of this <laughs> just being that he was gonna break the fall with rhino i'm thinking he's gonna die and rhino's in because he he does end up teleporting out,
2: and this is a trick that Cy Spurrier's done with Kurt a few times, and because he's done multiple mini series now or maxi series even with, with Kurt, and he likes having him do the thing where he picks somebody up and teleports him up into the sky and kind of has a talk to him and kind of says, "Hey, you, you kind of got to do what I say, otherwise you're going to splat." And this time he's trying to just you know get the the thing off the Orca stuff off Rhino, but you know he's Rhino, so he's not going to die when he crashes. So Rhino just. know, kills the uh the Orcas van as Orcas scientist guy just runs out, but that Kurt teleports away quick enough to survive himself.
1: And then you end up where down below Silver Sable's there and
2: Yeah, she looks like she's, you know, just been her boyfriend just left. She's sitting by the phone (laughs) waiting for a call.
1: It is kind of funny. I mean there are humorous moments. I shaved my legs for
2: this, you know?
1: Oh look at her. She's all upset. Well is me. But I, I do like the continuation of the deal of, okay, now you end up knowing a little more of what's going on. But in the meantime, you throw in, like you said, that thing about Cloak. You end up now Silver Sable has like even more personal reason because she seems to like Curt. You're like building things up as you go. Uh, I do think there's bigger and better things that we have to kind of nail down before the end of this. But it, it actually is pretty funny tissue. I'm actually having a, a better time reading this than I thought I would. Uh, What would you give
2: it? Like I say, I'm a little disappointed at the stuff we didn't get. We didn't get anything really about Mystique or about, I don't really know where the Bamps are coming from. I want to have a little more clarity on that. I'm disappointed we didn't didn't get to see the Vulture. We got uh, Dagger show up, but I only just kind of set something up for the future. I'm having fun talking to you about it. My my score is rising as we discuss it. I think I can come up to a 6.8 out of 10.
1: I think I gave you the breast monkey, maybe. Uh, I'm going to go. I'm going to go. Uh, That's on the Patreon I'm gonna go, podcast. <laughs> I'm going to go seven. And I think that what we're seeing here is without a connection of these big things that I like, you really want to know, because these are oh, big yeah. things going with the fall of X stuff and all that. Without having that, I'm here for a little bit of fun. I'm here for a little bit of curtain. I actually got it, and I'm telling you, at the end, you do end like a cartoon when you have Silver Sable there, and she's like, this may be more challenging <laughs> job than we thought you had. <laughs> 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 you can <laughs> see <laughs> that
2: the Looney Tunes circle's coming on her. Yes, yeah. And, so and again,
1: a lot of times that would drive me nuts, but I'm kind of just here for that here. I, I'm not that invested in the X stuff, so here I just want to have fun, and it shows you that While you're not getting everything that you want to kind of get that side of things, it's still enjoyable and I'm having enough fun that I'm not angry that I read it. I had a bit of fun with just, I like Kurt just going around and everybody wants to smooch with him is what I want to keep seeing. (laughs) So we'll see. I don't think that's going to quite,
2: I don't know, it might. There was a thing in one of the previous books, the Psy Spurrier wrote, where on his house on Krakoa, he had a secret back door for his lovers to sneak in and out of. So this there is a thing that Seisperia has. He's been a ladies' <laughs> man. Well, I'd thinking mean, even before Seisperia, but especially under Seisperia. And I do mean under Seisperia. Yeah,
1: under. You even have Silver Sable at one point because they smooch. She kind of breaks away from that. It's like you have a perfect neck. <laughs> it just makes me giggle. But <laughs> with all that, it's just kind of funny. But yeah, I'm a seven, you're a six, eight, still okay. Not, you know, the best book out there, but I'm still enjoying it. So we'll continue nice man. doing it as we do. Yes, it is. Uh, and speaking of that, before we go, I want to remind everybody to check out Jason M. Rubin on the Weird Dose of X podcast that comes out every Tuesday night. Yes, please and do. There is a all the lot stuff.
2: going on, and I thought we were kind of going to start running out of books as Krakoa winds down, but every week they announce two more miniseries, so Ruben and I will have plenty to keep us busy well into next year.
1: The best is they're hitting hard next week. I heard oh my God. the amount of books you guys have next week. It's crazy, so tune in. Like I said, it's on... More
2: than a plethora, I do believe.
1: It is a plethora. It's on this, this what is it, feed. It's on this feed. It comes out every Tuesday. So I'm sure people will easily Please find do. it. So listen to them. But that's it. Thanks for joining me, Jason. And we will move on to another book. All right. Now I'm here with my man, Gray. What up, Gray? Hey, Jim. How's it going with you? Uh, it's it's great. I, I should ask you if you're Yankee, but that is your job to ask me. And I'll tell you right away that I'm not Yankee. So you're here not we Yankee. Know. No, I'm not. But we're talking Predator versus Wolverine. Number two, not the original book we were going to talk about this week, but Brandon ended up being busy, so I called you in, and here we are, and I'm, I'm glad we're talking about it, and we didn't ditch it, because I actually like this a lot more than I did the first issue. The first issue I didn't love, I thought it was a little slow
0: and not as exciting as I hoped, but this one... Seems more like Predator, right? Yeah, and the same. Uh, last issue, it didn't really bowl me over. It was a bit dull. It was a bit fragmented as well. Like, oh, I couldn't follow it that well. But I tell you what, the action in this, this reminded me, well, part of it reminds me of the Arnie movie, the classic movie, Jim. Oh, it's great. And we
1: ended up at the end of that first issue. And I'm with you. It was disjointed. You were jumping around. Mm. And for a first issue, it was hard to get your footing in that. But again, when you see Predator versus Wolverine, you, you are, and, and me and you especially You're going to think of the Arnie movie We're going to think of the first Predator movie And there's been so many others But when you think of Wolverine You start thinking about Team X Weapon X, all that stuff It's like, that's tailor-made that, That's like perfect And perfect. we didn't get that until the last page And when we got the last page, then I was excited Like, oh my god, we're going to get What I thought this was going to be All along, and that's what we get in this issue now i'm worried That after this we go and we do have The weapon x stuff teased. now you kind Of get that little bit of a Formula of how ben percy's Going to do this we're going to go through the Times we're going to end up focusing On you know a big part Of his timeline and then move On but we seem to have a little Hint again the whole weapon x Deal at the end of this but when We're with team x and you have Sabretooth and maverick and jackson It it really Feels like the Arnie movie, and it just feels a lot better. It's a lot more fun, but I'll give you the credits and then we'll jump into it. It's written by Benjamin Percy. You have present day art by Ken Lashley, Team X part by Andrea DeVito, Weapon X by Hayden Sherman. You have colors present day and Team X Juan Fernandez, Weapon X Alex Humeris, and letters by DC's Corey T throughout. And uh, I, I like the art. I actually thought, and It's weird because I jump into this Maybe just because I was more excited And there was a lot more action And craziness going on I think I even liked the art a little more Than I did the last issue And I I said that to somebody I forget who and they told me I was
0: crazy
1: And I still haven't gone back Like They they really liked I think that Early deal The young Logan stuff in that First issue I didn't really dig That that much I thought that that was Kind of boring it set it up but I'll give the one thing going here is it does look like Ben Percy is going to give you a flavor of a lot of the different movies. Like you had like the flavor of even like prey at at the beginning. That's right. I saw that as well. Yeah, Yeah, Yeah. So I like that. I like that. It seems like as he's going, you even have comments in this, that are like from the Arnie movie as well. So this is definitely the homage and maybe that's the play of what your favorite predator thing is. I It's amazing to me that people's favorite wouldn't always be the original Arnold deal, but I'm sure at some point we're going to go to the concrete jungle, just like Predator Two.
0: We're we're probably going to have a lot of plays. Where's added, Danny but Glover, Jamie's and lead a mean fighting machine? That's what he said back then. I remember when I saw the Predator Two
1: poster and it, yeah. it mentioned now they're in the concrete jungle. I thought that was the most genius thing that I ever saw ever. I'm like. Oh my God! It's the predator, and he, hes usually in the jungle. Oh my God! It's the concrete jungle. Plus, that was where you had also the
0: tagline: "He's come to town with a few days to kill." And that, <laughs> that was so great. I was I love waiting for that. Bob Marley to sing the you know the theme song on I mean, like. it. Be awesome. And I know that a lot of people, you know, along the way, it, it, Predator Two was looked at a little you know wasn't really popular as much when it It wasn't at the time but it's grown on me jim i love it now i think it's a classic It's crazy
1: it's the thing that i think people who are a little younger they, they wouldn't realize like something like that or the second bill and ted movie stuff like that was always like oh that's not as good but then as it goes on you actually realize maybe maybe the time frame of it i wasn't ready for that but boy they become some of your favorite things yeah it's aged well hasn't it yeah really yeah very much (laughs) unlike us but yeah too i do like it it makes me laugh now but you end up starting out here where you do have wolverine and canada in the here and now and this again we're gonna jump through time but this one less so so less jarring because pretty much wolverine canada now he's pinned to you know, up on that, that whole, uh, cliffside, he's hanging there, yeah. he's trying to hold on. He's not pinned there. He's actually grabbing on. And we did see the predator was there as well. So as that starts going down, you do have Wolverine like, Oh, I remember back then. And the, the play with Wolverine and his long life, he can't remember some things. You know, the whole Weapon X deal, they, they end up scrubbing his memory a lot, but he starts to remember some things. But even this beginning, it's action packed.
0: I mean, it's it's really it is. cool. It's you know what I star. mean? Like, continuing that. And, be, Do you know about look, you? I was getting flashbacks to uh, if, if going, like, deep diving on old 80s movies. First Blood, the original Rambo movie. You know that bit where he's like, yeah, it looks
1: just like that. And then you could even say where at one point it'd be, like, Cliffhanger from Sylvester Stallone. But oh. we won't mention that, Cliffhanger. <laughs> 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 Next thing he's going to be in a tunnel. Like, it's daylight. But you end up all these things going on. And a lot of this place seems to be in my mind logan wondering why the hell does this guy have s- such a, a deal against me like it, and it's been this ongoing fight yeah. you see that the predator just wants to beat wolverine but a lot of times wolverine can't remember things but we do end up going one point you end up where logan is like kicking rocks and you have boulders falling down on things but the predator's just like whipping in all of his weapons and kind of blows up wolverine who then goes in the water and you know, a little shout out to a guy who ended up giving me crap that Logan doesn't have anything and any problems with water. We see again that Ben Percy says that that's not the case. That He's he sinking like a stone, isn't he? An adamantium stone here. Yeah, and so he says the adamantium's already heavy. Then you end up having a rock on him. And one of the things with Wolverine, he is afraid. And and again, every writer's going to play it different. But he is afraid of the water at points because the water... Drowning is one of the ways that he actually can really die, because once he starts losing the oxygen, once he starts having problems with that, his healing factor shuts down and can't he, dies. Yeah, yeah. he can't yeah. repair himself anymore. So this is a big deal. And where the Predator, you know, he goes, it, it is fun because the idea of, and I'm actually shocked that at some point we wouldn't have like a craven show up to fight Predator as well because of how they go, but the Predator... He's going to use whatever he wants. This reminds me of kind of when they say like an alligator or crocodile grabs you and takes you under and then like lays on top of you and smothers you and then you drown and you get him because he's doing all this stuff to get him. And then we go off. We leave Logan there drowning to go back to South America many years ago. And at this point, I'm like, this is what I wanted from the page one of last issue, the first issue. This is what I thought. We would get maybe not a whole herd of predators. You know, I didn't know that we we're going to get a team versus a team, but that even makes it even cooler where we do end up having team X. Like I said, I like team. I like Maverick and just the idea that his name's Maverick even fits in with more of the eighties feel and the nineties oh, yeah. deal with Absolutely. it. So that's cool. Right. And you end up Sabretooth. And when you're reading this, you're like, okay, Sabretooth, Jesse Ventura. We have Carl Absolutely. Weathers, this maverick Like you go yep. down the line with them, And it's, it's real fun uh, They end up where, you know The, the predators are coming at them. They have the camouflage, they have all these things going on But you might want to have to coordinate things We might want to, Sabretooth doesn't do that
0: He ends up with his Gatling gun And says, screw that And just starts blasting but you see what happens. That's lifted right from the movie, isn't it, Jim? As you were saying. Yeah, yeah. I'm surprised his arm didn't get cut off. I love the art, though, on that. I've got to say, this is my favorite artist, uh, this team. I'm with you. And I think yeah. it's because of the idea of also
1: loving all the action. And as it's going, that panel with the Gatling gun saber tooth just like grinning and yelling is awesome. so cool. Yeah, he looks right? so is happy. Awesome. And so you end up where the Predators are going to start picking them off and they're running away so sabertooths down they kind of ditch him <laughs> like it, it, the idea of team x there isn't such a leave no man behind they're like oh my god see, like they just start running and then they get to where there was a little village because they are there to kind of cause political trouble they're there to get this one general you know all the things that they would have been doing but as they go through this little camp people are again Flesh stripped You end up skin off People hanging upside down With big holes in them I mean it's bad And but they don't have time To really react too much They wonder you know What the hell are these things What's going on Jackson then gets You know
0: A a noose around her neck It gets pulled off headless now. Just I head felt terrible off. for Jackson and yeah, they, um, Marvel don't hold back don't they, with this issue. You see like proper gore in this. It's pretty, uh, yeah. Did, Even, were you shocked? PG? I was shocked, yeah. yeah.
1: I was too and it's not the idea of shock that beheading. No. I was shocked that I saw the spine Me and too. the inner. It's like Jesus. that is over the top. Now, I like what happens here as well because if you aren't familiar with Predator, and you end up coming into this, and you, you know, okay, I'm, I'm not really a deal. I'm here for Wolverine. Oh my God, T. Max, you have already set up, and I think Ben Percy does a really good job here. You've already set up what the Predator grenades look like, and you saw because they all got thrown at Wolverine in the present day deal to blow up. So when you end up seeing that horrific scene, and then the grenades right there on the shoulder, you realize, oh crap. We better Uh-oh. get running because it's gonna and it does it blows up and again the predators at this point they have such an upper hand they are slicing and dicing they have it an unfair ends,
0: advantage yeah. don't they with their tech, their tech weapons is crazy and they're
1: there to just attack while team X right now it's just Maverick and uh, Wolverine they they don't even know that like what the fight is like you know what I mean no. like all of a sudden they're just getting attacked beheadings all this stuff they're shocked. And then an explosion? Like, things are hitting the
0: the They can't even see them yet, can they, really? They've got, like, the the camouflage tech with the Predators, so they're like, what the hell is happening? Just like the the classic movie. Did you like when when Sabretooth ends up getting run through? Like, his big thing,
1: he just wants to see the predator. At one point, he's like, I want to see you! And when he gets run through, the camouflage does go off, and he takes down... The predator as he goes down, that's kind of a cool thing, but the numbers game is still on the side of the predator. But you even get Sabretooth who goes down like that. He actually gets a badass way uh, of going down. It's a to- great way going out. Yeah. Now there's an explosion and you do see that unfortunately with the shrapnel and everything going on, Maverick, he is in big trouble. He's, he's in trouble too. Yeah. And yeah, it's like your femoral Or artery almost got hit, but he, he's hurt. He can't run. Wolverine's gonna have to end up carrying him. but before that he actually does again, everybody except I guess Jackson didn't really get any sort of comeuppance because of beheading. but even a hurt maverick ends up being able to shoot this predator. ends up where it sees this predator because it it you know pops that the claws of the predator, sees the glint and then fires and actually saves Wolverine by killing or at least hurting. It's
0: weird. Didn't you? You? I assumed this predator was dead. I did too, but it's not clear, is it, Jim? He looks like you. He's severely wounded. He got like how many bullets in it? About four or five. And so
1: when the okay, then they go in this temple. They end up realizing, okay, I think that you know these rebel people that they ended up going to the jungle to fight this general and them. They must use the temple or the predators, whoever. But there's a temple there. We have to go in, take cover, regroup. You end up where Maverick, he's hurt, but they are setting up. There already is a bunch of bombs and things because the guy that they're going against, he's there. And so this whole play of they were there to kill this guy. general, Yeah, the general. And he's there, but he says right away, we we got bigger fish to fry. I mean, you see these things? These things are weird and awful. We gotta team up at least. We gotta get work out together.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And Jim, how good is that image of Wolverine? That one where he got his claws? It's a close-up on his face. I love yeah, that. Panel. It's
1: really cool. And it's a weird play though. Like the idea we have to team up together. Like this general kind of. I guess that's just so Wolverine doesn't kill them right there I because think they're so, not really yeah. going to do much together. They're just going to blow up this temple and kind of you know fight off the Predators for a little. But most of the thing is leading them into the temple, and then blowing it up. And that's what they do. And then Wolverine lies, you know, that whole thing. with Team X says, yeah, they want a proof of the body of the general, but I said nobody could end up surviving. It made it look like Wolverine went went and said, we blew up the temple with the general in it, right? Yes, that's what I thought too. Yeah, yeah. So that's kind of a cool deal, what Wolverine would do, I think. Uh, But yeah, they the ending of that, it's kind of cool because, yeah, Wolverine kind of, you know, gives the nod, yeah, we'll take up these predators. But the funny thing is now we
0: get horror movie deal, right? Yes. The horror movie deal is where I'm, I'm kind of lost here. We see there are two predators on not they? they come in. They come in looking after them. I love the images as well where you've got like the, what you call it, the infrared or the heat, heat vision they've got. Um, we've got this narrative saying we were just animals to them. They united us, but it's like it united us to what? To to blow up the temple with yeah, everybody in up there, the right? Yeah, the its so crazy. And
1: then when when they end up doing that too, like I like what Wolverine—nothing could survive that.
0: And then you have the hand like almost coming out of the grave.
1: Oh, oh God, no! Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, like, it's so oh, funny. I'm just like, when oh, you man. thought he
0: was dead, yeah. So and we know, and in my mind
1: too, you have this play where this one. Predator seems to just keep Coming back, keeps having this problem And Even earlier at one point You did have Wolverine from having That glaive from earlier In the first issue, he used that And he threw it at the Predator, he didn't really Even know anything about it Really, he's like, well, you think that You're gonna take this? And then it ends up And they actually question him
0: and say How did you know? What was that weapon? Why did it react? and they're you know they're. I I thought he'd taken it out to begin with. I thought, wow, you know, just by by chance accident, he'd actually killed it with it. Yeah, yeah, and then they're wondering, and he actually said, I I don't really know.
1: So it's that weird play where the predator, in my mind, he seems to be learning some things as you go on. Unfortunately for Wolverine, because he keeps getting his mind wiped at certain points with the Weapon X, Team X, and stuff like that, he's not able to. Fully do that, but eventually, I think, once he gets past the Weapon X program and stuff like that, then he'll be able to, okay, now I kind of remember some stuff that that worked and I can start using it. But you end up where you get Alberta, Canada, Weapon X facility years later, that's where you see that predator show up. And these guys just get destroyed, like, and just awful. That's awful. A horrific
0: scene, isn't it, Jim? The, the spraying acid, is it? Acid in the face? You see this guy's face melt into a skull. Like, Jesus.
1: What's up with Predator? Like, is this Predator guy, like, he actually slits the guy's throat, but that's not enough. Like, the I, this guy's dead, but he's like, nope. And he sprays <laughs> <laughs> That I thought is he was going to take his dude. score the
0: trophy. So I thought, I thought that's why he was doing it, but we don't see any payoff, do we, that? Oh, my God. It's a bit and, weird.
1: And, yeah, and as you go, you just have, you know, very quick. It's, it's a shame we didn't get more of this because it's almost like, funny in the deal it feels even alien-esque at, at a point because you're going down corridors and just everybody's dying dead, just a bloodbath isn't it yeah. yeah and people are running oh my god i don't know what it is what's that then they're at a big giant door you see this the you know kind of this facility going we we're told it's a weapon x facility so you're wondering okay right. is wolverine there where the store blows up they they all die everybody in there is dead and i mean dead in a horrific way again yeah, even you just see dead, but it all oh like, my god oh my god so you see that going on and then you're like oh that's where wolverine is he's actually in the tank and he can't really defend himself so that's problems but as and that's how it ends you just yeah. have wolverine in the tank a cliffhanger. Says, yeah next time weapons and trophies now i do like that there's that coffee and a note next to the tank but when when you go with it, if you th- it isn't it like, weird? It just,
0: it just something about
1: it. It's like, oh, <laughs> I love it. Wolverine <laughs> wakes up. It, oh, there's my coffee. Reads note. Dear Wolverine, we got killed by the Predator. Love everybody in the facility. This is what it would be. But when you get this, okay. I think in my mind, the idea that the Predator at this point really, I mean, the Predator wants a challenge, wants to be the best. I don't get the Predator coming and recognizing. This is that guy I've been chasing and just killing him. He won't just kill asleep. him while he's lying. You know there. what I mean? Knocked I think out, that surely. I mean, now, what I do want to see is you end up where Predator starts to, like, hey, dude. And he's like, you know, shaking him a little. He's, he's got a feather under the nose. Next thing you know, he's got, like, he puts Wolverine's finger into the coffee to try to make him piss his pants. You have a lot <laughs> of stuff like all of a sudden we get full out pranking, punking uh, Predator. Is what I need, but I know we're not going to get that But I would think it's funny, like, come on He's like shaking him, wake up, wake up, buddy But yeah, or, we might Get that play, like we saw earlier Maybe the setup, I don't know why He would think to do this, but He gets Wolverine's hand and puts it under his chin Like he thinks he could do with the Other predators, and then Wolverine wakes up And freaks out, because I think at some Point, we'll get that classic Scene, Weapon X scene Where Wolverine is Pretty much completely nude you know, with the claws popped and all of the wires and stuff coming out of him when he always – he always ends up – something happens when he's in the tank to always get him upset, to wake him up, to get him, you know, ready to fight. And I think we'll get that as well. So, Do you think we'll get full Berserker,
0: Wolverine yeah. Berserker? Oh, yeah. I sure think that we'll, that's we'll, we'll. what we'll get. Yeah,
1: yeah. I, I love the fact, too, that Predator's like, man, this guy could sleep through anything. I just blew up that <laughs> so Whole side yes. of the whole <laughs> sure. thing. like i blew up that whole door it looks like a vault door i blew that thing up everybody's melting. the smell of man this guy it is asleep but uh yeah we'll see how it goes but i thought that was even a cool ending so i'm way more into this than i
0: was after the first issue i really like this uh how about you me too. Um, I've actually enjoyed it a lot more going through it with you now on the second or actually third read-through. So, yeah, it surprised me because I, I was going to drop it, Jim. If you hadn't have asked to do this review with you, I wouldn't have bothered with this issue too, but I'm glad I did because I, I got really good, as you say, 80s Predator movie vibes from especially the second story, the, same, well, you know, the second plot thread, the um, Team X, so yeah.
1: With this coming out, it's and it's a series, a lot of times these things, if it's a one-shot, You'll get a lot of action because you don't have a lot. I, I see Ben Percy's trying to be a little more fancy, he wants to set yeah. up, a, you know, the whole thing. But this is what I was here for. This is when I hear Wolverine versus Predator. This is exactly what I think of. And in this whole time frame, it's like when you got the Justice League versus Godzilla versus Kong. I had a thing in my head that means, you know, we were going to get a lot of Justice League. Godzilla and Kong, and yeah, we to that. So, you? Yeah, yeah, and and that was a slower start, which threw me off and really was disappointing. And so I'm glad, and I'm hoping that this, though not connected at all, I obviously understand that, but this is a sign of good things to come. And when we get back to that, then oh my God, this is what I'm here for because this is what I'm here for. I really enjoyed it. I hope that we continue having fun like this. Is this, um, is this a mini-series, Jim? Do you know? Is yeah, it yeah, it's to- a mini-series. Yeah. Yep, it's okay. a limited series. So we'll, we'll go through different things to the present. and You know it's going to wrap up in that present deal where Wolverine sure. at this point is getting the crap kicked out of him by the Predators. So that's kind of a, a cool way to do it. Again, I wasn't really into the early days Wolverine stuff in that first issue. But I, I understand what
0: he's doing. But what score would you give this? Um, I'm going to go this uh, 7.5 out of 10. Yeah,
1: I'm going to go 8. I actually like really okay. enjoyed it in a week that I was having problems finding a lot of books to really enjoy. This one I liked, and this is where like you get what you have on the marquee. I'm like, all right, this is what I'm here for, and I, I really did enjoy it. So thank you for joining me once again to talk about this and we'll see if we continue liking it next month when we get the next issue but everybody before i go please look in the show notes and check out gray's youtube channel wakasashi's tea house for awesome comic book reviews also videos of his life in japan which i never bring it up but i i think that that would shock people that you are living in japan and have for quite some time a Brit in Japan. That is a crazy Slowly thing. Slowly taking yeah. over the country, Jim. <laughs>
0: exactly.
1: <laughs> <laughs> One ramen meal at a time, I hope, because I love ramen. One <laughs> at a time. Exactly. So thank you for joining me, Craig. And that is the end of the show. Thanks, everybody, who ended up helping me out with all of these books. Matt, Jason, Zach, Gray. Me, you, everybody, everybody that got involved Give yourself a hand right now, a pat on the back And I'm going to tell you what we're going to possibly talk about next week Sometimes things get a little wacky Sometimes I can't find people to talk about certain books But I think that I'll be able to find people to talk about most of these We don't have a ton of books But we have a couple big number ones Starting with Ultimate Universe number one Then we also have Avengers number seven That'll be the first time that we're talking about the Avengers in this kind of revamped format. And I'll be joined by Zach to talk about that. We have Doctor Strange, number nine, and Spider Boy, number one. I believe that me and Matt will be talking about those. And White Widow, number one, a new number one. It's a one of four. And I might have to ask Greg to talk about that with me. So if you're interested in all of this and want to help us out, You can also get a ton of exclusive podcasts over at our Patreon at patreon.com slash weirdscience and a bunch of Marvel stuff, including tomorrow. I'm recording this on Saturday night. On Sunday, me and my man, Matt, who you heard earlier, we do a events slash crisis podcast, and we are actually going through the 2015 Jonathan Hickman Secret Wars. At this moment, we just started last week, so we're going to continue that. And we have some other things that are Marvel-based, like our Ultimate Marvel Universe Reading Club. And of course, like I told you earlier, we're going to start doing our two-issue Patreon spotlight show where the Badasses of the Get Fresh crew Uh -uh. will pick two of the books from that week, and they will be exclusive to the Patreon. But yeah, go check it out if you're interested. And if you are, you can go and get a seven-day free trial to see if it is worth, the whatever if, if it's uh, the, you know worth the bang for your buck i don't know i was gonna say something clever but I, I usually don't come up with anything clever and also it's very late so that is that but i hope you did enjoy the show and we will talk to you all next week
0: you are all weirdos weird science is the revolution weird science is the revolution